0: Hey everyone, today's episode of Avengers Assemble is brought to you by Liquid Death. Now, all you people out there, you're on, you're on this kick. you got those tall cans that are happening. You know, it's summertime, chilling. Maybe it's fall time. You're just chilling, you're drinking and everything. But if you're going to go out there and have yourself all these nice little seltzers and all, why don't you go in and get a tall can that matters? And of course, we're talking about the place that is saying murder your thirst and there's a death to plastic. That's our friends over at Liquid Death. Now, check this out. Their tall can, 16.9 fluid ounces of pure water, but you can get it in mountain spring water, you can get it in that nice little sparkle that water when you go to the office, anything you want, and it looks, you look cool, like let's say you're not a drinker or anything, you know, and you just want to go somewhere, you want to look cool, you get this nice little can it looks like you have one of them old micheladas and everything, right, so check our friends out over at Liquid Death, that is the company that is saying it is death to plastic, and they will murder your thirst.
1: What's up everybody, it's your boy Mikey P, a.k.a. the Latino Heat. Y'all already know, I lied, I cheated, and I stole the opportunity to be your host today. But regardless, I want to thank you all for joining me on today's episode, and I want to let y'all know that I'm excited to introduce my co-host. Joining me today we have Chris, damn, Wiggins.
0: Listen, peep this, you know, <laughs> my man, <laughs> Mikey, I appreciate you going and plugging me in. <laughs> you know, listen, <laughs> you're too innocent, mi casa, yo casa.
1: And of course, we can't forget about the Ohio Buckeye, Mr. Scotty Tufrauddy Bauer.
2: I resent that name. I mean,
3: <laughs>
2: what's, There's no fraud about me. I'm like the most honest, not old, but older than you uh, guys. White guy I mean, that exists. Old. <laughs> Yeah.
0: Listen, don't you have a milestone birthday this year?
2: Yeah, it's called Dan Patrick Thirty.
1: So, yeah, happy to be
2: a part of it.
0: <laughs>
1: how's everybody doing today? Besides uh, Bauer being happy to be a part of it.
0: Uh, look, I am great. You know, we got Scott. He looks like slightly younger Benjamin Bernicke, uh So that's pretty huge. Um, I, look, it's been a great week.
1: Hell, that's what I want to hear. Bauer? Actually, it's not
0: been a great week. I'm lying. Like, my week's been great personally, but, like, I feel like for the rest of the world, it's just not the most, yeah. But I'm great.
1: All right, well, listen, uh, I don't want to have to, you know, cue the sour bells in here. So I'm uh, yeah. I'm going to bring in Bauer, although I don't think he's going to make it any better.
2: Dude, the difference in income between what I and Bernicke has made, he would pay me to look like me. That's how good I look. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't think anyone would pay you to look like him, yeah. period.
2: <laughs> I'm saying he would pay me that amount of money for him to look like me.
1: That's what I'm saying, bro. I saw you on FaceTime yeah. like 30 minutes ago. Yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah.
0: <laughs> Scott, Scott, you really do have sort of like a Ed O'Neill, Benjamin Bernanke uh, like thing going on, you know?
2: But like a 10 out of 10 still. All right, that's That's fine. what's crazy about it.
1: That's fine. I'll give it to you. All right, well, listen, I want to thank... <laughs> everyone again for tuning in. We have a very special treat for y'all tonight and we have a lot to talk about. So if you don't come prepared, I hope you got yourself a gun. Well, listen i want to thank everyone for joining us tonight again and i think it's safe to say that for one, we all agreed on one thing and that is at the sopranos. It's one of the greatest fucking shows ever made. Yep. Special shout fucking. out to her. <laughs> special shout out to my two co-hosts joining me tonight. And uh, you know, I want to get this thing started. So, Bowerman, tell me, what do you think?
3: I mean,
2: I don't know if you you could describe it beyond word better than fucking best ever. Um but my opinion as uh, an expert in English literature and uh, – no. No, like, I mean, I did go to college for, like, literature. Captain Underpants doesn't count. <laughs> I agree. He counts. He's part of the canon. No, so my point is, like, David Chase is um, completely brilliant, and we'll get into more of this later. But this show is, like – I guess a good way of saying it is, like uh, – Professors love Shakespeare, uh, 52-year-old dad's Sopranos is Shakespeare, and then, like, all of us else get to enjoy it.
1: No, that's a good point. So, listen, um, I mean, one of the biggest things, right? Like, I
0: love that we don't want my damn perspective. <laughs> oh, you got to beat that, though. <laughs> Look, you know, <laughs> I got to say this really quick. Um, like Matt, Matt, shout out to David Chase. Um, I think that... He's a friend you of know, yours. Exactly. Friend of mine. Friend That's of the not, show. Yeah, friend of the show. He didn't want to come on for obvious reasons because he doesn't like us. Um, but what do you call it? Look, I would say that... He might of,
2: after my comment. No, nah, he doesn't yeah, like it, Scott. Yeah. I, I,
1: I heard <laughs> people like Scott's misogynistic comments have kind of <laughs> turned him off a little bit.
0: Yeah, and xenophobic. Uh, what do you call it? Look, you know, I would venture to guess, look, this is... There is an argument to be made that this is the greatest show on earth. I don't think that anybody can be taken seriously if they do a top five greatest shows of all time and don't have the Sopranos in it. Like simply put, uh, I I think that it, I think that as a cable show, um, its only close competition is The Wire, um, then followed by Breaking Bad. Uh, you know, and I guess you can make an argument for Sex and the City, but I guess like the leaps and downs, Like if you were to think of if sex, in, if Sex in the City is Giannis Antetokounmpo, The Sopranos is Jordan.
1: Fair enough. No, I mean, The Sopranos obviously like often regarded by critics, viewers, and writers as one of the greatest shows of all time, right? And you know, some some of the stuff that you're saying, like I mean, can be argued, right? Like. Some people will sit here and say, you know, LeBron's a goat, Jordan's a goat, and people will say the same with like the shows, like The Wire is the best show ever, The Sopranos is the best show ever, Breaking Bad is the best show ever. I think really it just comes down to like what your preference is, you know, like where As do you a Lakers stand? Lakers
2: fan, it? we know exactly where you stand on
1: it. Where do I stand?
2: Mike's, Mike's biased. Uh... Kobe is the greatest of all time, except we give respect to Jordan and their equals. But in my opinion, the equal argument of Jordan is cool, and we can talk about that all day long. If you bring oh, up LeBron, I will invade your country, rape your women, and kill you. Oh, okay, right, and know that LeBron you, is okay. worse <laughs> than Kobe.
1: <laughs> uh <laughs> like so the first like 10 seconds of your argument I was like alright yeah you know No, like, the I'll,
2: whole I'll, argument is valid <laughs> the whole argument is valid and you all know it and you won't admit it <laughs> Damn. I don't know
1: that the
0: whole part
1: of that is the whole, nah, whole, whole part of it absolutely not
2: whole part of it
1: I pay my respects the same way that I pay my respects to <laughs> to, to, to Tony you know what I mean but just to give you some background on this, because I feel oh, like. Oh, but you're... we
2: can't talk about that to anybody else except for us, though. No. The the murder. Mayor, the mayor, the mayor.
1: Well, I'll never get into a debate with you because I, I, I've already seen how you get. Yeah, chat. <laughs> We're just going to keep <laughs> not spinning. A, not a lot samples. of
0: skill
2: or stats used. <laughs>
1: yeah. We're going to see. A like lot the... of
2: skill used, no
3: stats used. We're
1: going to see, like, the biggest drop off of people. Like, 100 people start. Like fucking with the episode and then they'll listen to Scott Bauer's loops and just be like, yeah, I'm never listening to these guys again.
0: That's what happened on the uh, weekly shift. Yeah. Did that happen twice? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In the whole history yeah, of the world. Yeah. yeah. All right. Scott Scott. Scott benefits. He comes on the weekly shift. That, ep- that episode gets high ratings. And then the very next episode, people don't listen. And I got up. <laughs> <gotta> my t- <laughs> episode was great. That's why they don't listen to the next one. <laughs>
1: Well, this <laughs> shout out to the weekly shift All right So the series was created by David Chase and is based on the fictional story of Tony Soprano an Italian-american mob boss based out of Jersey Who is played by James Gandolfini? And so, you know, the viewers of the show know the story follows his challenges as a mobster as he successfully wins His power struggle with his uncle to move up and basically take the role of the mob boss of his North Jersey crime family so from there as we follow along with the story, we continue to see not just his challenges of running his crime family, but the difficulties that he faces with his own personal family, which is what I think makes this story so great. Yeah. And then towards the end, you know, we start to see the typical mob like disputes with opposing crime families, but it was such a good combination of everything. And that's what I think makes this, this series so special. It's not your ordinary Italian mob drama. No, yeah. like, this show goes deeper into the psyche of Tony Soprano as a person who's not just troubled from the traumas of his upbringing as a son of a mobster, but as an individual who's trying to basically live in the real world and live as this person with, you know, different backgrounds, different stories, a father, a crime boss, an individual dealing with, you know, psychiatric issues.
2: He was introduced as the character as that. He was introduced as his character. Remember the first episode, he starts talking about him as a family you don't know that he's a crime boss to his psychiatrist
1: right you start off seeing him as the family man and that's that's what makes the show so different is that we don't just see we don't just follow him along through the storyline and witness you know a life of crime like we go into the journey of psychoanalyzing a person who's basically battling internal struggles from like years of external influences that are leading to his traumas like we witness his struggle with mental health as he's like He's obviously, like, clearly suffering from anxiety, depression, outbreaks of panic attacks. And, like, that's not something that's very typical for someone in his line of work, you know? And I think that's what shocked everyone in the public. is like, you know, you hear all these stories of mobsters like Capone. And, you know, you never hear about the psyche behind it. It's like, damn, like, a mobster dealing with psychiatric issues. That's fucking wild.
3: Yeah.
0: Look, you know... You know, I, I think that the Soprano family is a perfect stand-in for America and our history, you know? It's, you know, it's paid with takeovers.
2: And- yeah, the hedge fund motherfucker. The, uh, uh, the guy at Enron who was like, bye, bye, bye! Uh, all of the Lockheed motherfuckers, let's, let's invade Ukraine and Russia
0: and get our dicks hard again at war. Well, so <laughs> but, like... Like... All right. If I can finish my point <laughs> yeah. briefly, uh, before you both interrupt me, uh, look. You know, I, like our history is paved with you know it's imperialism, right? There's takeovers, there's genocide, right? And we're we're we sitting back and say, you know what? Um, we're comfortable in that we don't want to say, you know, this is a problematic or this is wrong or anything like right? and step away from that, you know, like and look at everything that we've gotten from blood or whatever, right? And our guilt and anxiety. Right, the Sopranos allows us to say to look to peer into that or whatever, and say, okay, this is engrossing and this is fascinating. Those people are wrong, right? But all we're doing is looking at a mirror of ourselves and then being able to, to provide that criticism.
1: Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good you point.
0: Know, and I, and look, and I I want to say anything. I want to say something too as well. Um, I, I know typically it's not. Uh, uh, we don't let someone do two segments here, right? You know, and like I said that this is that that you can't come up into that this is the greatest show ever. Um, or so you can't come up and say that. You, get, you
2: put a lot of pressure on yourself to make two segments good. Go okay, ahead. Okay. Well, thank you. I appreciate <laughs> that. Uh,
0: like, I think, what do you call it? You. Uh, no one can be taken seriously talking about the greatest shows ever without having this in the top five, right? But I think that what, like, this says, so, like, as I mentioned, this says something good. Uh, it says something about a modern American life, right? And maybe you want to say, like, the Western Hemisphere in general, right?
2: Landed it.
0: We yeah. are, you know – Uh, monotonous, you know, and spiritless, for the most part, you know, you go talk to your dad, and not, I'm not saying this about y'all's dads, or anything like that, right, Um, Right. hypothetically, yeah, hypothetically, you go and talk to your dad, and talk to your parents, right, at a certain age, right, they lose that energy, right, they use, uh, they lose sort of that spark, right, and uh, to quote, Stone Cold Steve Austin, or whatever, right, you drink, back that liquid courage, or whatever, you think back to when you used to be a man, and everything, you know, but like, Life's become like, uh, you. Be, it's a repeating cycle if you're having to listen to people, right? Spend money on crap, like shitty holidays like Valentine's Day, right? Or your anniversary or whatever else a woman wants, right? Um, or what your godkids want. No offense to Scott. I know I'm the to to your son, uh, so I don't mean that about him, right? But, you know, and you, you're sitting around looking at TV screens or whatever, right? Tony's depressed because this is all, this is giant ball of shit and nothingness, right? And... This normal, like the, the normal life, right? It's what it what's expected of him, right? Um, it, it's what he was destined to become or whatever, right? And then he subverts that or whatever, right? Becomes a mobster, right? To be above that, right? <laughs> and to get away from the, mon- you know, how mundane and crappy life is, you know what I mean? And so I think, yeah. like, if you look, you think about this show, right? I'm, le- I'm reading the Chuck Klosterman book, the 90s, both of you should go pick it up, right? <laughs> yeah. um, a lot about Gen Xers, right? But, like, Gen Xers, right, the generation
2: that's... Beavis and butt Yes, exactly. A key they're, accomplishment.
0: Okay, they're, you know, <laughs> it's individualism, right? Um, it's individualism, money, guarding that or whatever, right? Because the, the generation before them left nothing, right? And made it clear that they weren't going to come up, right? And so they're looking at... Yeah, you're my
2: spoiled child that's not going to get my fame.
3: Yeah, <laughs> like, honor and loyalty
0: yeah. aren't, are, are, you know, they're not... They're not it's not as pervasive, right? They're distrusting things. They are They were born during the Watergate stage, you know? So they look at this, right, and they see that this is the, like, this sort of encapsulate the representation of the American dream. The system is fucked. People are trash, right? Here's a guy that I see myself, I can become, right? This is not a case of good or bad. This is taking what you want, going out and living a life, being something better than the rest of the blokes uh, around you. You get to live that through Tony Soprano.
1: Well, I think that's what made it so big. And and that's why I think it's arguable that this show was ahead of its time. It's like Tony Soprano is a person, and then Tony Soprano is a mobster, and then Tony Soprano is a mobster going to therapy. Like, I feel like right now, in the era that we're in, 2022, you know, mental health has become such a big topic of conversation, right? With athletes, with people, young people, et cetera. It's like becoming a widespread, you know, uh, topic of conversation for people to be open about what they're dealing with. But this show started back in the late 90s, Mm -hmm. where this wasn't, you know, we were coming into like the Zoloft era, but it wasn't really widespread or like talked about. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think, the beauty of what this show really put into light. And I think that's part of the genius of David Chase and how he decided to kick it all off. Like Tony Mm -hmm. Soprano, a mobster in a therapy session, having a conversation with a psychiatrist and then talking about his life. And then I think that's why America got so hooked from that initial initial like pilot episode. like you see how this all started, and it was like, "What is this?" And then it just took off from there.
2: And his wife's so hot.
1: <laughs> a, she
2: is though, right
1: It's good that's in, good input, Scott
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean now that's a bonus to what you said. <laughs>
1: So, some interesting background information. <laughs> Prior to The Sopranos, David Chase had a successful career as a TV writer and as a oh, producer. Oh, that David Chase, I'm saying Tony Soprano
2: in the, the character of Tony Soprano had a hot wife, Edie Falco. Yeah,
0: yeah. Did you like her as Hillary Clinton in the uh, impeachment?
2: No. Okay, all right. <laughs> Nurse Jackie, yes.
1: Anyway, let's go so David Chase had 20 years of experience as a producer and as a writer, and he worked on programs such as The Rockford Files, which I know Chris is very familiar with. Ah uh, yes, I definitely am. Uh, he also worked on All Fly Away, Northern Exposure, which were all shows from the 80s that Bauer, like, watched as a kid. Um, it was, yes, it was
2: all the same show. <laughs> no. Okay. Just like Chris, we talked about this earlier, the Cosby Show and Family Matters is the same. Is nor the exposure and the show Wings is the okay. same. <laughs> well, I about, okay,
0: first of all, first of all, I talked about it, he stated it, and I battled back, and then he continued to talk about it, and I dropped the subject. Northern the exposure and Wings is the same, is, is the comparison.
1: So let me ask you this, because...
0: <laughs> minus the lack of airplane, that's one of the big things that, yeah.
1: Let me ask you this, because David Chase won two Emmys. And I believe one of them was for Northern Exposure. So we you yeah. one of the outrage individuals that was mad that this won over Wings?
0: Wait, okay, wait. wait these two are nominated? That was nominated in the same year as Wings? We- wait, that's Northern Exposure wasn't really that funny.
2: Ooh, it was so good. It was like, um I don't know, the best white show that existed. So it was like, it was really good.
0: Wait, okay. I, think that, <laughs> I, think, I thought Northern Exposure was a drama. Uh, I've seen a few episodes back in the day. and Well, I'm not going to lie. I've, I've watched reruns. Uh, but, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's really good. Bauer speaks for it. <laughs> so, um, Chase initially... No uh,
3: I
2: watched the whole show. Like, dude, they were in igloos the whole time. Okay, that's good. And it yeah. was hilarious. And then they were just like, oh, we all have problems in igloos. There's only one set of humans that existed in igloos. They weren't black. It's like, yeah. a right, yeah, very
0: white right, show. So, like, like, yeah, right. okay. I'm going
1: right. to have to cut off the ambassador of race relations. <laughs> <laughs> Scott,
0: Scott thinks that uh, Northern Exposure is if they wanted to make a uh, crossover of uh, Doc Hollywood and The Fresh Prince.
1: Hey. False. So initially, David Chase wrote the story of The Sopranos as a film that was going to be based on a mobster who goes to therapy. So, like, he had this idea in his mind already to follow that storyline. But he wanted to follow it with, like, an individual that was dealing with problems with his mom. And ironically, like, that was based on his own issues because, like, David Chase was having his own issues with his mom. And so, after discussing things with his manager and, you know, going over, like, the different topics of it, his manager basically suggested like, hey, like, we should turn this into a television series instead. And so after a while, like, Chase basically embraced the recommendation and you know, he went on to write the pilot script for what would now be known as the best television series ever. And so as the inspiration for his new script, he reflected heavily on his own personal life. And he looked at a lot of his own personal experiences from growing up in Jersey. And so a lot of the family dynamic that was integrated into the story for Tony actually was based on his own family dynamics so like the toxic relationship between Tony and his mom Livia is basically influenced from the relationship that he had with his own mother and the storyline about Tony being in psychotherapy was also based on Chase's own experiences with him going and seeking a psychiatrist and so it's kind of like interesting to see all these parallels that he's you know contributing to the story based off his own life and I think maybe that's why him as a writer he was able to get so in-depth with it but even then like with the show just going from what it was like it was pretty difficult for them to you know bring it to light like he had to go and talk to producer brad gray and they had to basically go and pitch the ne- the the show to like different networks and it looks like at first you know fox was showing interest but then they passed on it after reading the pilot script which i mean fox obviously dropped the ball here am i right
0: you damn right they dropped the damn ball, man. Like, yeah, what the kind of dumbass question was that? Like, what the hell? Of course I they mean, dropped the know, damn
1: ball. I mean, you know, I was, you know, kind of pitching it there because I was expecting. Yeah, you're damn right. Was. Listen, no, man, I was, I... back at the
0: time when I was at Hulu and they didn't want to do the damn, uh, they passed on Daredevil, right? The new CEO had passed on Daredevil. The Netflix said, we got this and they got everything else.
1: Well, listen, I think they made the right, you know, they Hulu's ended up in the right place. That's the best damn
0: job like... I had ever, by the way.
1: Shout out to Hulu. <laughs> so even, they. Uh... Shout out to that, please they um pitched it to different networks and eventually you know they landed the opportunity to pitch the show to chris albrecht who at the time was the president of hbo original programming and after seeing the you know script and like reading it um he knew that they had something and so he even went out and financed to shoot for the pilot episode back in 97 and he allowed chase to basically go on and direct it himself so after shooting the pilot You know, they kind of sat on the show for a little while, put it on ice because they were trying to figure out what to do with it. And finally, HBO basically just said, fuck it. Like, we're just going to produce a series. And they filmed 12 more episodes. And that ended up becoming the initial series for The Sopranos, which they finally premiered on HBO on January 10th, 1999. And the series went on for six seasons, totaling 86 episodes, running from 99 to June 10th, 2007, and still to this day, like, ahead of its time, and just one of the greatest shows ever, like,
0: yeah, all right, I, I want to say a few things really quickly, all right, um, look, I think that a few things, right, obviously, we've mentioned how great the show is, how it's heralded, you know, I, I think one powerful thing, what the hell is that, one powerful <laughs> thing is that, this, this, <laughs> this show this should, all, right, all right, so similarities between this and analyze this and analyze that. All right. Um, you know, number one, it brought mob back into vogue, right, which kind of petered off and died after Goodfellas, you know. One other thing that's the the through line between those two is that uh, it ushered. It was ahead of its time in ushering in it's okay to not be okay. It is okay to go see, uh, to see professional help for what you're going through. You know, I think and look, maybe perhaps I'm canonizing this and I'll, I'll maybe I am. I'll admit that um, I think that this show made people think, you know what? If somebody as badass as Tony Soprano has to go see a therapist, I can do that. It, it, it allows you to open up to shows like uh, you, you would see it in Two and a Half Men where uh, Jane Lynch is the psychiatrist, the therapist, rather, for uh, Charlie Sheen's character, you know, that ahead of its time too. that. This is a precursor to that. Right? And then individuals now to say, you know what? I see a therapist I can actively talk about it it's not something that you ju- that you just wait to talk about your significant other at night or whatever you know you openly talk about you have someone you can do that at work it's not frowned upon you're not treated you're not a leper anymore you know I think that's a powerful thing about this show
1: no I agree absolutely
2: I mean those are things that every single human on earth goes through right like that's what's so cool about this show. And it's just like um, it's it's summarized by this like oath of a man. And Don't be
0: too hard on yourself. No,
2: I'm not even saying myself. I think that's what. Yes, everybody. We should all say that. Don't be too hard on yourself. Everybody should say that, right? Exactly. No, everybody should be. Like it's this whole idea that he's trying to improve his life. And he's just this terrible human being, but he's on a journey of like being like, "Hey man, like I'm just a fat fucking pig of life," and he kind of is like, "Oh shit, this isn't making me happy." Ah! He blacks out and like he's got to go through a whole new journey. You know, it's a cool show about that too. You know?
1: Yeah, I mean. I think the series speaks for itself, like from the cast, the crew, the music, the filming locations, like The Sopranos has received plenty of acclaim. Well, look, and think
0: about this. It, like, you know, we're doing this show, a, co- a course, off of the, uh, that Metal Soprano was in that damn Chevrolet ad at the Super Bowl,
3: <laughs> Yeah. They bet
0: on her early, man. They were, damn, she was oh, like, she's like too. Daniel Radcliffe
2: to America. Like he he turned out to be like a little tiny twerp and Meadow from like nine years old turned out to be like what she was at the end of the show. Like How smart and intel No, she no, like yeah. you know what I'm saying. In that way. But it wasn't like she was like sexually sexually. Like they made her smart and she was intelligent. That's sexy. And she grew Yes, exactly. In a good way. Dana Ratcliffe All sexy was is a good way. <laughs> well, not if it's 50 I mean, years old I you dated <laughs> in high school.
0: First of all, Mike and I are young. So, we it wasn't like when you were watching the Sopranos when it first debuted and you were put like past. Correct. 30. Correct. Yeah, I know. I'm
2: that correct. is a good point. So, that's <laughs> exactly right. The values are different there.
0: Uh, but, yeah, I mean, yeah. like...
2: As Norm MacDonald would say, it's a generational.
0: Yeah, like, you were yeah, you were well past having graduated college and gone to, like, 10-year college reunions when the Sopranos... <laughs> like, Mike, Mike and I, we were still, like, playing with Pokemon cards. Yeah. Know, so we were looking up the Jamie Lynn sticker. We Got it. Got it. Got yeah. it. Yes, yes.
1: Which, to bring it back, like... Let Chevy me keep talking was, about
0: the Chevy commercial, though. Look. Lots
1: well, that's of that's say, erectiles Chevy was, Chevy was brilliant. Her way. Like, shout-out to the marketing team for, like, coming up with that idea, because from the moment you saw her in the truck it was like all right and then you kind of just heard the, the snippet of the intro music and you just yeah. knew off the bat like this is a correlation you know and even prior to that just her driving through the city was very reminiscent of the of the introduction to the show you know yeah. and i my think that's that tells so we you never
0: got to see that we ain't never had no metal soprano driving through my city my city sucks so look this show like the, the episode that commercial set the world on fire right immediately people you know what, like, like obviously this past Super Bowl was, like, heavily t- tailored to, like, people from the 80s who came of age during the 80s and 90s and everything like that, right? That commercial completely talked about. Everyone's like, you know what? And perhaps it was due to that, uh, that shit movie that came out and everything like that. I guess we'll get into it. But, you know, I think that everybody was sitting there like, yo, this is goals. Because, first of all, everybody wanted to get with Metal Soprano. Like, you had a little dead period where, like, sitcoms ended, right? And so you didn't really have, like, hot daughters to talk about. And then she comes along, and then you're like, okay, right? And then, yo, know, you watch her grow. You know, you watch – she was 18, contrary to popularly. She was already 18 when the show had debuted and everything, but – Is you she come, your generation's Christina Applegate? She way finer than Christina Applegate, I'll tell you. Well,
2: no, but, like, married with children. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Ten year, yeah, ten yeah, 10 years. 10 years later, like, 10 years
0: later, yeah. And an improvement, I might add. Right. Yeah. Ooh, Listen, yeah, so. I agree.
2: I agree. Yeah, I so think that's exactly right.
1: The hype, <laughs> the hype <laughs> on her is so big that Chris is still mad at Turtle from Entourage for dating her <laughs> fictionally.
0: Yeah, you damn right, bro. <laughs> Look, uh, Scott and I used to work with a girl um, <laughs> that looked like a sort of Armenian version of Metal Soprano, and I told the girl, and she was all excited. And I let her know, I was like, but I was like, you ain't no damn Metal Soprano. I'll let you know that right now. So, we ain't gonna mention her name.
2: It never made a Hollywood script either, that story. (laughs) Yeah, of course.
1: (laughs) But let me ask you this. Did Chevy have the best commercial?
0: Yeah, it had damn Jamie Lynn Sigler, and of course it had the best damn commercial, man. Yeah. Uh, Look, I'll say this. I became interested in the Super Bowl after that commercial, all right? I I came to life. All right.
1: The the acclaim for the Sopranos continues.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I was like, damn. I was like, this is yeah. I was like, man, look, I don't think we had we hadn't seen her since what? Uh, I can't remember the last crap I seen her in. What like the shitty movie? Jackie? Like Gangster Land or something like that maybe.
1: Oh damn, I forgot she was in that.
0: Yeah, really awful movie too. Yeah, that
1: movie yeah. was yeah, that was bad. Sean yeah. Penn. Uh.
0: Yeah, yeah. I hope we get into what happened to her because I don't know how this fell apart.
2: Because you weren't talking about Edie Falco as being the hottest one in the show. That's a damn man. What the hell? <laughs>
1: Going, Mike. Well, I was gonna say those movies definitely. Eddie hey,
2: Valko is definitely the hottest one in the whole
1: show. I say *Gangster Land* and those movies def- definitely did not win anything, but *The Sopranos* damn sure did. Like the, s- the series won a multitude of awards, including the Peabody Awards for the first two seasons. And just to add to like, *The Sopranos* basically shits on Brady. Like y'all want to talk about Brady and all his rings? Soprano has, sopranos has 21 primetime Emmy Awards, five Golden Globe Awards, just to name a few. And we can basically say that the same way Brady changed the, the dynamic of the NFL, like the Sopranos changed the dynamic of television series.
0: Yeah. Well, look, it, it, think
2: about this, right? You If the Sopranos the... win five Super Bowls, I'm really confused.
1: <laughs> five Golden Globe Awards. Yeah. <laughs> David well, look, Chase. I, David Chase has a ring for every finger so on his I, hand.
0: I'll say this. Um. First, I, it's okay. No, I'll go with it. I'll go. Okay. So really quickly, I, I, let me say this. First David of all, Chase HBO, is Belichick. Okay. Let me say some. HBO should be paying us because we cover a lot of their damn shit, and we ain't covered nothing from Showtime yet. Um. Uh, but let me. Let me say this. Sopranos created HBO. They did. Yeah, that was, is That yeah. is.
2: whole – I mean. And in t- that's a different even category than the Super Bowl. Like, HBO changed it was like discs to hard drives to fucking CDs to eight tracks like, in, in a weird w- and so then I it was like Nobody
0: listens to our podcast No what no damn
3: <laughs> podcast is?
2: <laughs> I hope they do! Records are now really popular like uh, These tracks. leaps and bounds. No, my point is like everything sounds better now. Yeah. So everything that was recorded then was so impressive that it even sounded good.
0: Okay, but do so you let think? Me say that... Oh, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So let me like my point about HBO. Like, um, look. I was an early adopter of HBO. All right, y'all weren't cool when y'all were little. I was though. So um, look, I was man, an early
1: you know you were watching HBO with Wire like the, with like
0: the static. We did like, the Wire already. So, yeah, I, mean, I know. We're but all this, into this, HBO. This yeah, Sopranos <laughs> came out before the Wire, and yes, I was watching I with know. the static, Mike. But you weren't allowed to do that, all right? I was.
1: All right. Wiggins was watching with the static in between like the the Cinemax like dirty shows that were coming on at midnight. Yeah, I was,
2: but yeah, like yeah, I was. We've uh, done like ninety podcasts, and the first
0: one was the Wire, and then this one. Not the first one at all, but. It was Sex uh, in the I City, mean, but. Yeah. Um. Look, it, but it's like. This. years. <laughs> not really, but check this out. Um. Look, it's like this. HBO was known for. Uh. I, what's uh, been, uh, been What's the show I used to that I told you I used to watch or whatever? And it had an early Courtney fox on it. Uh. Ben. Ben. Something. Ben. Something. Whatever. It is Prince. Not Ben Stein, no, it's some crappy show. Then I started watching Arliss, right? I go to the step-grandma's house. We got to get back to the show, guys. We're going to get back to the show, but we're talking... <laughs> You're the last person you need to talk yeah, about. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Like, this show, HBO was seen as a place where people like the reporter from Batman go and play a sports uh, attorney or whatever, right? Like Arliss. Then The Sopranos comes out. Then that allows them to start okay. doing sex in the city. Then you got Deadwood. Then you got Six Feet Under. Nah, then you don't got forget, uh, Don't Band forget Oz, Brothers. bro. Oz, yes. get Oz. You got *Curb*, then you got *The Wire*. This single-handedly created Chris Albrecht and has made him. It the is CEO. the greatest, like, it's the Beatles of
2: TV. Forever, I think, right? I've been. Through, I've been collectively, it is the Led like, Zeppelin. collectively,
0: I'd say it's the Led yeah. Zeppelin of cable television. It was yeah. cool.
2: Okay. It elevated and the forever, and forever.
0: It was it was, evo- it was an evolution of. Is it like because t- y'all forget? It's like a crystal.
2: Christop- Like, if you have a corner bar and everything, like, if you have a corner in your house and you want it to be a bar, and you could, like, make a pyramid of the things you loved in it, you know?
3: Yeah.
2: Like, like, Led Zeppelin would be in there. Okay, I think this show would be in there. It would.
1: Did you compare the show to Crystal?
2: No, like, crystals.
1: Oh, I think you said crystals is about to be like. Like, uh,
2: Superman Crystals,
3: like,
0: just make your (laughs) cave, you know? Yeah, was we I, don't I, fuck I, I, with them
1: anymore. It's Ace, of, yeah. it's Ace of Spades now.
0: Yeah, this show, put, look, simply put, this show created what is now HBO, this created this 20 plus year run that HBO was on. You see something HBO, you go, you know what, I know that it's going to be better than something on cable. Like, there'd yeah. be no Game of Thrones phenomenon if it wasn't for the Sopranos bringing Gravitas to that. It single-handedly killed uh, network television. Turn network television in a place that you watch police procedurals with aging stars.
1: So let me ask this, and this is this is like not biased, like this is not paid. This is strictly opinion from the bingers. So just so no one gets any ideas. But best streaming service out there, HBO Max. Uh,
0: in terms of content, yes. Uh, straight
1: up, far No, no, no. Here's why. Here's why. Here's why. Well, you didn't give an answer. You're just arguing.
2: No. I will give you the two different yeses. Netflix is <laughs> no, Netflix is killing HBO Max in terms of subscription. I disagree. Movie content. No, no, no they what are. Do you
0: mean disagree. What like it's a stat. How?
2: It's not even close. You can't disagree about it. This this is not I'm not saying content. He
0: said in terms I'm saying of subscribers.
2: viewers, subscribers, oh, okay. right, watchers, right. etc.
1: I mean I'll still disagree cuz I'm biased, you know.
0: But well, yeah. yeah. I'm just, uh, of I'm course, kidding. a Laker fan <laughs> doesn't like stand to me. Yeah. All right. yeah. It's it's yeah. just happening.
2: A Laker fan. I mean, fan can you can disagree, of- but it's right. just happening. So, so then they have a lot of really good stuff. But this, what Chris is describing, fifteen to twenty-year run of shows and episodes that a lot of our entire podcasts have been surrounded by, is is like. Uh, it's, it's like an earthquake proof, uh, tech giant boom proof, like it it, intellectually property wise. This is like a, a really important epic of thought in, uh, in humanity as we make this leap. Yeah. And this show is one of them. It's the old forty-five-year-old white guy that maybe you guys don't know, and I know I've known them my whole life.
1: His name is Scott Bauer.
2: No, when I was twelve, they were forty-five, and and now I am forty-five. Exactly. It's like I'm not. I'm thirty-nine, but you know what I mean. I'm way closer than you guys are. So you not? (laughs) Uh,
0: Look, look, I I, like Scott. I think what what do you call it? This the Scott's bring brought up a good point, right? And I guess, like, how do you define best if, like, I, I'll define it by a content, you know? And also, uh, in context as well. Content and context. You look at HBO Max, essentially, content if y'all remember. And so if you remember, there was, what do you call it? There's HBO Now and there was HBO Go. <laughs> they both dissolved so that you can come with them
2: We're not
3: talking about
2: it. Okay, we just, you wanted an ethereal question. I thought we got to go back to the content
0: of the spread. Well, let him answer his question. Yeah. Yeah, god damn. damn yeah. Uh, look, HBO Max, I say from the standpoint of their original series and the and what they're what they're able to put out, I think that it's unrivaled, it's unheralded, right? The fact number one, they're they're aided by the fact that they have to deal with Turner and Warner and everything, so you get new you get actually new films that are being released on there. Like obviously Netflix is doing that, right? But high quality studio stuff is being released onto HBO. Uh, HBO Max and then you're also getting their catalog of everything if you're like hey you know what I want to watch real-time I want to watch Sopranos I want to watch the old Chris Rock show I want to watch sex in the city I want to watch Deadwood all of these things are available then on top of that they're you know they're bringing you reboots and everything and what they're doing with sort of like maximizing their their IP and look I venture to guess look I'll say this HBO's IP is just better than Netflix's IP um, if like net, if we're looking at Netflix as a clo- close runner-up, I'd say obviously they have a lot of subscribers. I'd honestly say that they're probably behind Amazon in my opinion. They're definitely above Hulu because Hulu's trash. But they're you know, I would say the IP that you're getting from HBO, it's more iconic. It's quotable. The people are quotable. The characters you you know you grew up with them. You're comparing it right? Like they have Justice League crap. Then they've got what do you call it? Then they've got the Sopranos. They got Sex and the City. I just think that that media library that they're able to provide you is great and it's just just the best screaming service their
1: library is just it's ridiculous and like HBO
2: against Disney I feel like because if you're if you're just like a person who grew up like three years after you guys you wouldn't know any of those movies
1: no I disagree and we're talking about a different age demographic like Disney is appealing for like the younger audiences and the people that grew up from our generations that have kids that they want to also like well, it, share I'll those say, experiences yeah. with. You
2: know? Okay, I'll say this. Okay. Disney
0: Plus. I, I, I failed to omit that. Sorry, I, I omitted that, right, which was a failure on my part. Um, I do think that there's. You can look at a, if you're looking at a big three. I think it is net. It, it is Netflix, HBO Max, and Disney Plus. So then I think Amazon and potentially Paramount Plus are right there
1: i'd probably put paramount over amazon to be honest with you
0: really okay
1: i'm not a fan of their content but that's just me
0: do you watch paramount plus
1: i mean paramount has like all the old nickelodeon stuff so i feel like you know they're kind of like on that same i like, haven't
2: like- had amazon in like seven years where does peacock
0: rate? <laughs> well scott you're biased though like yeah i mean peacock's got I'm what like saying- peacock's got
1: that new bel-air series right
0: they got WWF also right that, that, I mean, they're I just think they're, they're, their UI is kind of trash. but.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, they also got the Premier League games. So, I mean, like, they, they've got angles. But I feel like if we're talking strictly content as far as, like, series.
0: Yeah.
1: And if you want to even factor in movies, I think HBO Max, yeah. like, if shits I, yeah. on everybody. If
0: I can have one, I'm choosing. If, if I'm only allowed to have one, I'm taking HBO Max.
1: Yeah. Because you know? even their limited series are good. Like, yeah. we can look back at the limited series that we've done here. Like, Mare of Easttown and, like, you know. Yeah. Those are just short runs, but they're so good, and yeah, they clean this, house in the they're, awards. They're, like,
2: they're, okay, so the episode of The Sopranos that we're supposed to be doing just came, became a, a critique on HBO as an entire network. <laughs> Look,
1: this, this isn't an ad. I mean, they, they just, <laughs> they're the best. Well,
0: well,
1: and I mean, we're
3: talking
0: about how Sopranos. We're talking about how Sopranos is elevated uh, elevated a network, right? Um, yes. I, I don't think course. it's... Un- that was, I agreed with you, and then you went, like, 15 more minutes into... <laughs> <laughs>
1: Alright, so let me do this. Let me do this, because usually Scott's the one that goes on tangents, and suddenly today, either it's getting past his bedtime, and his old ass has to go to sleep, not- right? I- he really wants to talk about this, so I'm going to just go straight to it. Best episode ever of The Sopranos. Yeah, let's go, let go- Scott go, because he's let's
2: interrupted just, everybody. Yeah. No! I concede. I got us on track. I get to... Recalibrate. Yeah. So Put tell you us, guys, what, on what, tell us you opinion, guys, on the spot. Tell us <laughs> in your
1: opinion. I'm asking you right now. What is the best episode ever?
2: Uh, the best episode is the last episode. Why? Um, are we gonna talk about the theory of the last episode later?
1: Uh, I mean. I think we should. Yeah.
2: So I'll I'll just give you the light version of
1: it. All right. Give me the Spark Notes version.
2: Right. So, uh, so many storylines ended in the last episode in such such short minuts. He, he, like, barely anybody will ever remember this. In the last episode, he goes to his uncle, who's in the nursing home, who doesn't remember anything, and he tries to bully him. Like like tough macho guy, I'm like, er, er, get there, get there, like to see if he would remember who he was. It was like just playing with a rag doll, like in a nursing home, like a very weird scene. And what is that noise? Oh, it's my dog. Oh my god.
1: It's also uh, the.
0: sound I of... feel
2: like that sounds like a nursing home.
0: Yeah, that sounds like, that sounds like when Scott's at his wedding and they say you can kiss the bride, and then Scott's murdered. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that sounds like Scott anytime he's uh, talking about Ohio State or anything anything related to his favorite sports teams.
2: How dare you! That was a valid opinion of Tony's appreciation.
0: Uh, So look, for the final, for best episode, I went, wait, 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 first of all, you two are jabronis. Let's, let's just get that out the way. I did, right? well, You <laughs> told me I
2: couldn't talk about the end of
0: the episode. We didn't say that. So where was I supposed no, to end we, that? Right. first point. of all, you weren't criticized for your analysis. I just called you a jabroni. Now you're getting triggered, right? Like a jabroni <laughs> Number two, no one told you you couldn't talk about it. I just said that I think we should talk about it, right? I t- no one later though. You, you right? said Listen. later. Scott, that's you why said you're the career European champion. All right? <laughs> European champ. All right. You He's don't a, te- he's a on- television champion. Yeah, you're a television. Yeah, you wrestle on Saturday nights, Scott. All right. Look, <laughs> Mike, you're not much better. All right. Look, the fact of the matter hey, I'm is, I'm a
1: headliner this- on Sunday night. Eat. Yeah. All right. Look,
0: yeah. That's it. I'm the main. I'm the main. I'm the Monday through Friday guy. All right. Oh, Check yeah. this out. Look, Take it. College, the episode is college from season one. The very first thing you get to see, Metal Soprano, all right? Number two, it's where Tony absolutely weighs w- that little fucking fat bastard, Fabi Petrulio, all right? He's taking, <laughs> you know, he's said You take out Metal on a college tour. Let's be honest. This is the episode that gripped everybody in, all right? You know, this to me, that was the 90210 Summer of Love moment. Now, I know you two haven't watched 90210 or whatever because you're jabronis and everything like that, right? But look, he's about to shoot him. You got the deer. Jabronis, please. You got the deer, then you got the statue of David, and then he comes out of nowhere and strangles this old fat fuck, all right? Like, you, you're you just basically watching Chris Christie get his ass whipped. all right? <laughs> and dying, all right? Best fucking episode, just gripping, and you're like, you know what? I thought I was just going to watch this dude taking his fucking fine-ass daughter to college and everything like that, right? And he's going to go and whack this old scrub, right? And I think, what, was Febi Petrullo, was he like the... Uh, was he like, was he on the admissions, or he was like a former informant, sorry, he wasn't like an Yeah, a,
1: admissions he was, guy. um, so he was supposed to go into the witness protection program, yeah. and he just decided to hide out in Maine, like, thinking, like, nobody would find him out there.
0: Oh, Maine.
1: Oh. <laughs> Your favorite state.
0: Yeah, exactly, yeah. So, look, that, you know, that part also, you know, uh, you know, what do you call it? It's also, you got the uh, undertones, if you start to think, the, the, the seeds of uh, infidelity, The seeds of infidelity. Uh, you know, Carmela's fighting the flu, right? You know? And then she learns that the therapist is a lady, right? You know, so you start to think, okay, there's gonna be some cracks in the fissure, right? This kicks off so many different things for me.
1: Yeah, and I think just the way he balanced like that whole segment. Like he's taking her to like go on the college tour and like they're staying at like that motel and they're having dinner, but then he's also like low key, like doing some like, you know, recon and like Basically scoping this guy out and plotting how he's gonna get him. Like that I think was the epitome of like his double life, the family yeah. man and the mobster.
0: Yeah. Hey also, um let's can we also say if you're gonna change your name, maybe don't like how choose your new your new alias as like the same kind of initials that sound pretty similar to the name that you just abandoned, by the way. <laughs> I think his name was Febby Petrullio and he changed his name to Fred Peters. You know, it's, like, unimaginative. It gets, I
1: mean, like, you know, if he's already got those initials down, like, you don't want to steer too far away from it.
0: Yeah, you do. You're, like, if you're on the run from the mob, Yeah, you definitely want to steer very far away from anything. Yeah.
1: Well, listen, for me, I think the pilot episode is the best episode of all time because that's the one that set the tone for the show. And just, like, the way that they introduced us to Tony, his relationships with his family members, specifically Chrissy because I feel like everyone grew attached to Chris at the moment that that whole scene started out with like him and the Lexus and they're chasing this guy and like beating the shit out of him out in the parking lot. Like the violence of the mob life was very apparent there, but then you've kind of got like this zigzag. It's like it's zigging into like him having the conversation with a therapist and then you're zigging back out to like the storyline of like them chasing this guy down. And it's, you start to also recognize like familiar characters, like, you know, the, the the psychiatrist, you're like, hey, I know her. She's from Goodfellas, you know? And then, yep. obviously, you see James Gandolfini. And so you start to, like, put these parallels together. It's like, all right, cool. Like, this is definitely a mobster series. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of drags you in. So I, I feel like that one, for me, really just set the tone for what America got hooked on and then took off from there.
2: Do you know what it also said? What? Shit, I'm the boss. I just
1: made this guy kill for me. <laughs> I mean, Chrissy was a G. I ain't even gonna lie. But outside of this.
2: So but maybe that's what made him fucking faint.
1: Maybe. Part of it. So we've got, it all. we've got best episode. So now, I wanna continue this argument further. Best season of the series. And I'm going to start with you, Bauer, because you seem to have all the opinions today. I think it's a perfect
2: uh, five-part, literally five-season, five-part oh, sorry, A and B, so maybe six seasons, but it's five seasons, five-part Shakespearean play, and the final act, the final season of the final act is the best. So five, A and B. It's It's perfect. It ends perfectly, in my opinion.
1: Okay. But is there anything else on top of that like that like aside from you or are you just trying not to give too much because you're going to go into a different segment later?
2: Uh I mean kind of both. I think it's it's the like in the, in the in the first couple of seasons which I don't know maybe like where your your most investment into uh the girls uh life Meadow or if you're more interested into like uh Polly's character like I loved the I, I actually did love the season where Tony was might was maybe going to kill Polly like they became brothers actually and he was like I'm going to fucking murder you
1: <laughs> Polly Wall, I think
2: that's... that was season 3 yeah like uh... that one was so good that's okay that maybe that's my favorite one
1: I nah, can't <laughs> change it now, <enough>, bro <laughs> Wiggins what all right, you got?
0: Listen, all right. Check this out, y'all. Let me go and break y'all you down. Y'all guys are doing all this bullshit and everything. Let's go. It's season two. You got the guy who reminds me of when I first met Scott. All right, Richie April, I believe his name was. All right. You know, look, you get him. Uh, you, you know, you, you got his storyline. Then you also got the Sal, the big pussy uh, Bonaprecio, right? wrestling with being an informant, you know, you guys' death on the boat, like, it's pretty lit, right? This season, a lot of deaths, just people getting killed, right? Look, I mentioned that college college episode of season one was dope, right? Then you come to season two, it's like, bam, 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 people are gone, right? Sets the tone, you're not getting that fake-out crap that you get with a lot of shows where it's like, oh, okay, we're trying to do the cat and mouse thing, right? It was a precursor to the first episode of The Shield, right? Season two, you just go, boom, this person gets shot immediately. This person gets whacked immediately. I
1: thought season two just bam, just absolutely killed it. Season two was hard. And Richie Aprile was definitely like an ideal villain. I personally didn't like him, but I'd have to say I didn't like Phil Leotardo even more. So I'm gonna have to ride with Bauer on this one, and I'm gonna have to go with season six because that was not only was it like just like the last season, but I feel like that one just had the most drama, like Tony getting shot, the beef of F- Phil Leotardo and the other family, like the way that they're coming for him. Like, I had a lot of anxiety going into that last season because, you know, you start to feel like the violence. You know, Silvio gets shot, and then they kill. Um, I forget his name. The dude, the he was a driver for his uncle June, and then he ends up getting with the sister. What, what was his name? Um, the big guy. You know, what I'm talking about. They smoke him when he's looking at the trains, uh-huh. and then obviously like Tony gets shot, and so like, you I really- start to have. Yes, Bobby, thank you. Yeah. Bobby Bacala. Bobby Bacala.
2: Yeah, and so like these
1: these were all characters that that we all like knew and loved, and it's like, fuck, everybody's going down one by one. Like the dominoes are starting to fall, and then we can't forget the ending that just still to this day remains controversial. Like what a better way to end it. And so I feel like that's the drop of the hat for me. Got to black. Yeah, Fade to Black, that's it.
3: Fade to Black.
1: So we're going to go with the standout performance now. Now that we've gone over the best episode, best season, standout performance, who do you feel had the best performance overall through the show?
0: Listen, Tony Sirico is Polly. all right?
1: Polly Walnuts?
0: Now, yeah, Polly Walnuts. First of all, let's be honest, probably the most memorable person on the show. Let's, be, let's keep it a buck, all right? Outside of Tony Soprano, most memorable person, right? also one of the i didn't i don't i don't think that i didn't think this episode was the best i don't know movie.
2: what mine is mike go all
3: right so <laughs> nevertheless yeah
0: all right i didn't think this episode was the best but i know every critics love it the pine barons episode right it's all okay. poly driven uh america loved it really funny episode um that i look i think hey just absolutely killed it. Probably if you if somebody uh, we were going to have our new co-host who was going to be on the show, he dressed up as Paulie Walnuts one time, right? Um <laughs> yeah. I think if if you're going to dress up as somebody from the show, Paulie Walnuts, right? He wore different. the jogging
1: suit zipped down to you like that. Yeah,
0: you it. Yeah. yeah That's yeah. why we wanted him on, right? He'll be back on the he'll be back, he'll be debuting on the next episode. But yeah, I'm going on Paulie right, Tony Soprano
2: killed. Was me. that Adidas or um what was the other brand of jumpsuit that was popular in that day? It was uh, definitely either Adidas or, uh, P- was it Puma? Or no, it was, um.
1: No, there was that other brand. It was like a soccer brand.
2: Yeah, it was like. That was the. Uh, it wasn't Lacoste. Lacoste did exist. Uh, ah, fuck. John Ferrari or something like that. It was like a. That must be Ohio thing. No, <laughs> it was definitely. Like, Clint Eastwood wore three of them in movies that's in the 90s. <laughs> no!
1: <laughs> Yo, can I just say, like, for me, I feel Tony Sirico was just the most authentic mobster of the show. Yeah. Like, I don't want to shade Silvio's character, but, like, he kind of seemed a little too, like, fabricated for me. You know, like, he was trying too hard, and I feel like Polly Walnuts was just such a natural fucking gangster, you know? hmm and I think a lot of it just comes from, like, his background, you know, looking into him as a person. Like, he really did grow up in that type of neighborhood. I Silvio believe he's from Brooklyn. True. Silvio's
0: trash, by the way. <laughs> like, that, guy, that actor. Have you seen that actor? He's like a knockoff fucking, uh... Well, no,
1: he's, he's a musician. He's, uh... Yeah, he's from like the Dave, Dave Matthews. Wait,
2: what's this category?
1: This is for standout performance.
2: Of the whole entire thing? Yeah. Oh, Edie Falco. Like, by a million. Wow. Incre- what incredible Carmela literally tied the entire show together from front to back. Like was the m- most stable character. Like this is what was so. Br- OK, here's the for- as Norm MacDonald would say, here's the formula for sitcom. You have four or five characters. The characters never change. They go through a series of events and the events change. Oh, uh, I'm gonna walk to school today. Oh, it's cold outside, what do I do? Like, those types of scenarios, right? I didn't
1: like Carmilla, bro.
2: Wait, 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 I haven't even finished. I like your daughter. My point is, The Sopranos flipped that. The story of their lives was consistent and it took us through that story. And the characters always changed. They were going through amazing ups and downs and all these things.
0: Scott, you seem like you would be a, uh, the, the, what's the, the therapist who was in a uh, Goodfellas. you think you're No her okay. God, The damn, only, only say, way you, you understand,
2: understand it. No. No, right. no 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 what I'm saying about Carmela is the only way that you understand the Sopranos show is through understanding her character and that's how she, she sees the whole show. It's crazy. I'm telling you, that's like that. her her performance just transcends the whole show. Let's like, be yeah.
1: honest here. Scott is just trying to save face for all the misogynistic comments he's made. So he's rooting for a woman's character at this segment to try to save face. You said it. I didn't say <laughs> it. Scott, do you think that, Scott, do you think that Edie Falco and
0: Tilda Swinton have a lot of uh, similarities?
2: I mean, what's a lot? Two out of three or, like... Face nine hair. nine out of a hundred. Okay, alright.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm obviously... I'm fucking with Scott, obviously. Like, I, I didn't like Carmela's character good. as a viewer. She's the But greatest. I'm not saying she's not deserving of it. You know, like, her... She was a G. You know, she stepped out with Furio, you know, and she started having her own little affair, you know, which I thought was pretty, you know, gutsy, given that she's a mobster's wife and, like, the consequences of that could have been very big, but, I don't know, just something about her, like, I just wasn't feeling her as a character. A oh, take
2: she, take she was the biggest hypocrite, the hypocrite. hypocrite
1: in the world. Yeah, just, yeah. just yeah. I mean, me. Like,
2: she was so virtuous, she like, was so virtuous with the priests and all of that shit, and she was always like, oh, we have to be moral, we have to be moral, and she's living with Tony, making yeah, that right. existence happen about, like yeah.
1: yeah yeah the priest was hanging out there a lot yeah that
0: guy it's a
2: out. crazy performance yeah, she tried to get with him horrible.
0: in the <laughs> episode that i said was the best damn episode she that's what she tried to get with him yeah see
1: that's why that, see, it, that's why i wasn't feeling her man how are you gonna take a man a holy man like that to step out like that if you, Shame Let's on you. Man, if that man was Catholic, <laughs> he
0: won't know damn holy, alright? Why do you
3: think Jody yeah, was, was in therapy? If he wasn't going to get it from her, there are a lot of little boys. Why she do you think He uh, was it. in therapy? <laughs> hey, well, listen. do not she try to get with Furio?
1: <laughs> yeah, she had enough... Like, that was like her side, dude.
3: Yeah.
1: That's what I'm saying. Like, she could have gotten him killed. Like, yeah, she could have gotten both of them killed. Yeah,
0: she can't be trusted, man.
1: Alright. <laughs> I mean... What did Chris Brown uh talking
2: and all them say, and Lil Wayne say about all Nah, them? I'm not gonna say it, but all right. I'm gonna give
1: ai am gonna give They them... said
2: they don't still love them. Tony and Carmella loved one another. They were like high school sweethearts. They did love one another. It was it was that's what was cool about it.
1: Well I'm gonna give my stand up performance to another sweetheart. Uh, I'm i I'm, I'm gonna have to go with Drea DiMatteo. Mateo. Drea DiMatteo held it down. And her performance when like right before she got whacked, like ridiculous. She was fine. Like that I think that scene had so many people in their feelings as she was pleading for her life and Sylvia shot her. Because we all knew it was coming. Like and the way that they took the storyline from her, you know, wanting to, you know, just have, you know, Chris lock it down and like propose to her.
3: How the hell he pull
0: her, by the way.
1: <laughs> Fuck if I know, man. But shout yeah. out to shout out to him right that's but one of the things hbo be lying about she was super loyal to him you know so much that you know as the fbi started pressing her you know she started informing to try to save both of them and obviously, king shaming the both of you i mean it backfired right like it, it got her caught up and she admitted it to chris and even chris like had to try to save face for both of them but you know i think just that moment where they set her up like we knew it was coming. And the moment that they pull over the car to the side of the road and and Silvio gets out, like, it was so gut wrenching. And the way she pleaded, it just tugged at your heartstrings. That I don't know. I, I think America really lost it at that point. Like, if we had social media back then, I think Twitter would have been in an outrage.
0: Yeah. Is she married to Ellen?
1: Uh, I don't know about that.
0: Outside of that nasty ass Carmelo's <laughs> the show.
1: So stone cold appearance.
0: Look, I got this one. Alright. Robert Patrick is David Scantino. alright? First of all, we all have a friend like him. Alright. He's mediocre. Where does he work at the damn uh what he worked work at Chick sporting goods? <laughs>
1: nah, he worked at Big <laughs> Five Sporting Goods. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> No, nah, didn't did he own his uh he, he owned
0: his worked, own No, story. he worked at that place from that movie Grown Ups One and Grown Ups Two that they work at. That dude,
1: he
2: 1, this guy invented spalding. You guys are so yeah. wrong.
0: So he gets his ass whooped when he owes a hundred, uh, you know, fifty k to Tony, and also Tony had let him know that he's not allowed to play in the damn game, and he's gonna beg for it. All right. Very unlikable, very weak. Also, his son, not a fan. Just yeah, I for I I can't explain why I don't like his son, but I'm pretty sure y'all can guess. I ain't like Why? him. <laughs> man, how the hell he gonna get some damn metal soprano, man? Look, i say it like this.
1: Hey, right? but she had the last laugh, bro. She got his car.
0: Yeah, I know, but how the hell he get to hang out with her? All my There's chicks are car. trash, all right? Like, uh, man, all my ch- man. Yeah. None, right, I'm sorry. Any girls that I know, y'all okay. Y'all ain't no damn metal soprano, all right? And, this, and no damn Robert Patrick's son be to hang out with her or whatever, right? Or David Scatino's son. Look, also... This is what I love about that, right? In the scene when he gets his ass whooped or whatever, Robert Patrick had been pissing off Jane Scandalfini a bunch or whatever. So, that beatdown that they did um, was in one scene. Also, this guy dresses like Scott Bauer, all right? Like, just <laughs> does, uh, khakis, you know, like pleated, you know, just, yeah, just...
2: Put some respect on that not wardrobe, not, yeah, not dude. A, not a lot of dress. What a lot of did drag, it right? do? What so like, didn't Cole's- it do then? So basically, <laughs> what, what, you're,
1: <laughs> what you're saying is Robert Patrick and Scott Bauer all dress up as Jake from State Farm. Yeah,
2: hell yeah, right? What didn't <laughs> it do back then? <laughs> all right? Just
0: fucking Cole's,
2: dre- Cole's dress <laughs> shirts,
0: Cole's shoes, all right? Just... <laughs> Ross dressed for less pleated khakis. For
1: those who don't know, White this is socks. how uh, this is how Scott and Chris actually met. Chris yeah. was working at Kohl's. Scott was in there shopping and looking for recommendations. And
0: I told him go to another store.
1: <laughs> the rest is history.
0: <laughs> no, I was
2: trying to sweet talk him. I put like a I put like an application in my shoe, being like, "This is the way to get the job, right?" <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, so I gotta go, look, Robert Patrick, like, to go from the really creepy guy, cop that he played in uh, Terminator 2 to going into this role or whatever, I was like, alright, uh, this shorter Sean Bradley looking dude, right? I go, I'm not uh, 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 not a fan, but immediately I was like, this guy, so engrossing, I know I use that term a lot, brings you in, you're like, I can't wait for this dude to get fucked up, man, this fucking slimy Money, fucking owing, just shit back, alright? Just, it, it, just yeah. Gave Newman from Seinfeld vibes, just no.
1: I mean, that's <laughs> a good point, actually, because for him to go from, like, T-1000, yeah. which was, like, a badass villain, to now this dorky, like,
3: Scott, sports store
1: owner who's, yeah. like, a fucking gambling addict and just, like, destroying his life. Yeah. Slowly.
0: Yeah. Like, it's, look, his face is so creepy. Not with him.
2: multiple rhythms, just knives.
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> his, stabbing Yeah, his face is so creepy, right? And, like, his ability to act over, like, seeing him as diminutive. Like, let's be honest. If you saw him in old fat-ass Tony Soprano walking down the street, you're probably going to be a little bit more scared of something that looks like Robert Patrick with his piercing blue Dude? eyes and his sliminess. He looks like one of our former co-hosts. Whispering? Friends. Huh? <laughs> i
1: bet did you say he, he looks like Chris Hill?
0: Yeah. No, you said Robert Pattinson.
2: <laughs> <It's
1: hooked
0: up. laughs> well, yeah, you know, like, especially now. <laughs> yeah. You look at him now, you're like, damn. All right, yeah, just, yeah, like, it's just, yeah, like, look, he's a creepy looking dude, right? And for him to be able to sort of play the sort of diminutive slime ball, desperate to make a buck Scott type character, you know, it's just like, it's just impressive. Yeah. I mean,
1: it's he old, went from not talking in Terminator to, like, talking old way Scott
2: too much. trying to win poker at the... at the coffee machine.
1: Scott, who you Terminator got?
2: Terminator 2.
1: Scott liked him in Double Dragon. Uh, no. Double Dragon. Uh,
2: Stone Terrible. Cold Appearance?
1: Yeah.
2: Um, I forget now, because I didn't write it down, but you know, uh, in... We did this show before, so you guys are gonna to have to help me out. The right hand man of House of Cards president who murders everybody. Doug Kelly? Yes, Doug Kelly.
0: Or Michael wait, Michael Kelly, I
2: mean Doug Stamper, Michael Yeah, Kelly Doug Stamper. Doug yeah. Stamper. Michael yeah. Kelly. Who uh, did he play? Yeah, where was he? at uh, side Oh agent no, he of was the he FBI. Played at, uh, yeah.
0: He played that little fucking slimy fucking scott like character yo still
2: had still i still had more hair than him then (laughs) (laughs) that's a lie it's it's not
0: saying a lot either yeah (laughs) yeah he was on the uh now though now and that was like 10 years ago yeah he played the fbi agent right like uh on the uh terrorism uh group i think sorry you're right yeah Yeah, he worked with
1: the. oh shit you're right yes he was the one yeah. yeah
0: good call scott
2: yeah, I forgot his actor name, so that's uh, my bad. But
0: what? Uh, uh Michael Kelly's. Is, yeah, he was. Michael uh, Kelly, yes.
2: Yeah. yes, yes. Doug Stamper.
0: Yeah, yeah. So he was. Yeah, he was the assistant to that one bastard.
1: Yeah, the one that was giving him the the info. He's the one that dropped the tip, and he told him that he was gonna, that they were gonna try to kill him.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, and where'd his career go? Bullshit, because he wasn't like Doug Stamper.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Damn, that was a good call out yeah, God, look at that! Finally. Uh, so for me, I'm have to go with Frank Vincent. Lord. And I think for me, the biggest reason is like, again, what I mentioned before, like the parallels with the mobster movies. Frank Vincent, the moment you see him, you're like, oh shit, he was in Casino. He's been in this. He's been in that. But he plays his role as a villain so damn well, and I feel like they picked the perfect person to close it out to be the person that's going to feud with Tony Soprano and basically be the one that's going to, you know, get him killed. Is he
0: eligible, though? I feel like he was in this for a long time.
1: Uh, I mean, well, yeah. Okay, so, I mean... (laughs) (laughs) Got him. I can go with him, or I can drop uh, the dude from the Bronx Tale.
2: Oh, God, the bebop musical where they get shot, but it's not...
1: Yeah, but... The guy that plays uh the main character Coladro Cal- Colangelo he uh, Oh gotcha! yeah yeah all right Yeah, yeah he okay. he was like a Wall Street broker and then he tried to get in like the gangster life and then he ends up like fucking up and okay, then yeah, Tony yeah. ends yeah, up I'm, killing I'm, I know, him yeah
0: okay yeah I remember his name was uh what do you call it Yeah I know you t- I know what you're talking about Yeah
1: Yeah cuz I remember I like before remember before, before they killed him he yelled out like mommy Okay They found him in that shed do you remember that
0: yeah, I remember that. Wasn't he was he like a stock stockbroker? Yeah, he was like or... a stockbroker, yeah. Okay, yeah. And they were doing yeah, they were doing the little pump and dump thingy or whatever. Right? Yep, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, then uh didn't uh, Richie Aperil
1: almost kick his ass? Uh well I think that's why they ended up killing him because they tried to put a hit on Richie. Yeah. On behalf okay. of Chris and then that backfired.
0: Yeah. Okay, I remember that. Yeah, he gets shot at the old uh what do you call it? Uh he doesn't he get shot at the old uh, food truck? not food
3: truck uh, but at the concession stand Uh, what do
2: they serve at that concession stand what's up what do they serve at that concession stand all kinds of things. isn't that how
0: uh,
1: (laughs) yeah yeah okay right. right, right, so yeah yeah, stone gold appearance that's who it is alright so moving on timeless versus time passed it by
2: Okay, okay go ahead
1: Scott Scott, don't be so eager.
2: Sorry. I think uh, the the timelessness is, um, this is why I love the pilot episode, right? With the the ducks and why he explains that he gets, he faints, right? Is the ducks and it's about times changing, right? Like everybody has generational leaps in their life, right? And I think, no matter what age you watch this in, which for us luckily has been as we're leading up to that age,
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, I, I but I've talked to people who watched it when they were that age and have like watched it since, and there's like an equal affinity there to just that point of view of life, which kind of explains Trump in a way. But like the 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 universality of Understanding shit, I'm turning into an adult man, and I have to make decisions like a man, and that's fucking terrifying.
1: Bowers, and that's to a very serious topic.
2: No, like in, in in real life, I think that's what the whole episode was about. And, and when he was going through therapy, that's when he said, "I feel like the sad clown." In the very first episode, and people forget about that.
1: Oh yeah. I feel like
2: the sad clown. I'm laughing on the outside, crying on the inside. Like, and that was a projection of the entire season. And I'm telling you, there's a a whole
1: projection to his entire outlook, right? Like, that's right. Definitely foreshadowing.
0: So I will take this to a more fun place um so, <laughs> laying this up <laughs> all right time look so
2: that's right. timeless just i mean that's niche no, 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 no. that's Argument. everybody i'm just I saying mean, i'm taking okay. it to a
0: more fun place
3: <laughs> yeah right. uh look
0: yeah let's like let's not cover up scott's gonna be talking about the fucking wife dying the whole time uh check this out <laughs> so timeless simply put tony laying hands on people all right i'm with it all right you don't see look there was a time right ass whoopings on tv or whatever you know <laughs> weren't seen a lot right but to see the like to see the sheer volume of it perfect and that's exactly that is exactly what you expect from the ass movie. So all about TV. it you know then when i was little i watched that old jackson the american dream on BET. scott i know you didn't watch no bt growing up so uh, you don't need to be commenting yes i however you didn't watch no damn jackson american dream I hear. I am
2: like ten years older than you. I man, saw way, way like, older than you that. right, first of all, you way older than that. That's the
0: very first thing. All right. This
1: is the first time I've ever heard Scott actually admit to being ten years or older <laughs> than you. Like, yeah,
0: <laughs> Now Look, check this out. It's really only like five. Wait, it's way more than that. Look, now check this out. Number one, uh, I, well, I I watched the Jackson American Dream. All right, five hours long. Man, Mike, boy, pull out the damn belt, ain't nobody get his ass whooped. I'm like, man, I was like Michael Jackson liner Oprah and shit like that, man. He get his ass whooped in that damn movie. So, you ain't see a lot of ass whoopings, right? Then Tony Soprano come, right? he let you know, right? You fucking, you write him a ticket, you're one of the more fat black motherfuckers that works at the uh, LA Department of Transportation, you get your ass whooped, right? That happens, right? So, I'm all aboard on this. Unless in, you're an out. old white female. Okay, all right.
2: And cool. then he has a panic attack. All
0: right, yeah. Now, Let's talk about the things that have not passed it by. Uh, everything he did at the bottom, being fucking his employees, just not appropriate at all. <laughs> just, yeah, not, yeah, I, look, we don't condone that here at, this, at Star Mata Media. Nobody has ever engaged in any appropriate talk or actions with the female co workers or the male co workers. So that doesn't happen here, doesn't happen to any company I work with, right? So just completely inappropriate for him to be doing that, all right? Just not the bot. You own a old titty bar, you sitting there. Why would that be a part of the show? Huh?
2: What the bada bing? You didn't like the bada bing? I know, I love it. That's what I mean. Like, I it, why time would they
0: pass it by? It's just not
2: appropriate. No, I know. Like, why In would they era. advertise? No, they they advertise the bada bing as being like okay for all of that. What you said, well, was the Well, I'm true. just saying.
0: Like... <laughs> well, look, it happens. It should not happen. Right? That should not be happening nowadays. right? Time but
2: that's way on. more appealing than what you would advertise as not that.
0: Well, no, I'm just saying. Ha- right. Well, okay, I get that, but I'm just saying. Look, this the whole category is things that. So should not how bad
1: is it? Is the thing
0: really bad? You can't be doing that with your. Employees.
1: Yeah, you can't be doing that, bro. Yeah.
2: You,
0: well, no, no, no.
1: You the, can't even I'm try not to say, argue in favor of that, like.
0: I'm not saying
2: of your employees. No, 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 no. no. I'm saying uh-oh. the business was legitimate. That's the thing. Well, I know about. I don't
0: have any issue with the business. I'm a okay. Okay. The things he doing. I agree doing, with you. The things right. that they were doing.
3: Yeah, it's just
1: enterprise. Yeah. 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 HR okay. is not having that. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, I'm gonna say time passed it by the luxury vehicles that they drove. Like, yeah. it was cool for the time being, but then rewatching it again, like I remember they debuted the Porsche, uh, the Porsche Cayenne, the SUV. Yeah. And
3: yeah.
1: it was like, oh shit, that's a new Porsche SUV. But then you watch it now, and you're just like, damn, that yeah, shit kind of, did not age it was, well. He
0: thought it was cool, and I told him it was not. <laughs>
1: Then the first episode, when they're driving in the Lexus, uh, the LX, as they're chasing down uh homie yeah. through the parking lot, the same thing. It's like, damn, that was a hot car back then, but it's just not cool anymore.
0: Yeah, I, yeah I'm, with, I'm with you. You know what was dope, though? That, uh... But wait, is it cool again, though?
2: Mm. That Thunderbird, yeah. It might out. be. Yeah, it yeah, might th- th- cool again. Like, hard, yeah. 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 I mean, they're all about pretty cool right the th- <laughs> Yeah, that Thunderbird went hard. Mike, you know you like to
0: escalate the. Uh... What do you call it? That white escalator that he had? Hell yeah. Yeah, you were both. Bum- yeah, all right. But that, uh, the, the Thunderbird, that, what do you call it? Chris was, uh, what do you call it? That, uh, a- that, uh I guess Chris gave Adriana. That thing was popping, bro. That, that was, yeah. Now, y'all know I had the Thunderbird back in high school. Mine wasn't as cool as that one or whatever. It was better than Scott's car, but it was on point. Yo, all
2: right. What's y'all's favorite vehicle? One vehicle if you had to name it in any movie ever. Go,
1: Mike. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with the. Cutlass that they had in Training Day. Okay.
0: Uh, well, I was gonna. What? Well, wait, he didn't have a Cutlass, so he had a Monte Carlo. Oh, you right. It was a Monte Carlo. Yeah, I was gonna go with that too. It's okay.
1: Just, yeah,
0: like I'm a, like I want an eighty seven Grand Natty, and that's the closest thing I've seen. He had a. I think he had the seventy nine. What do you call it? Seventy nine Monte Carlo. I was like, man, woo! I was like, let me let me let me come up on that, right? Man, what a great car, just sexy. I'd have kids with that car.
2: Have you guys ever seen that GIF in, um, no, 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 it's a good one, uh, from, uh, you going to name your car? Oh, yeah, place. I'll name the car, <laughs> uh, but you mustn't be afraid to dream a little bit bigger, darlings. My favorite car is the DeLorean that goes back to the future. Why would that not be the greatest car ever?
0: Granddaddy, uh, what do you call it? The 79 Monte Carlo smoked that car,
2: baby. Right. Yeah, bro. Did it go back to the future? Yeah, it did. It did not.
0: Yeah, people were still buying that damn car.
2: You know, yeah, like, but like future, physically, car. did it
0: take them? Scott, you're more of like a Herbie fully loaded kind of car, guy, man, all right? No. no hey, Scott, you, okay. not, you know, hey, listeners, y'all want to know what Scott <laughs> drove in high school? A bus pass, all right? That's what he drove in high school.
2: Absolutely. And and then a 1992 bus pass Toyo, Toyota <laughs> Tercel, right. in flat matte red.
0: Yeah, Scott be Scott be showing up early to places or whatever. He goes, yeah, you know. Yeah, I rode here. I rode here and got here early and everything. She goes, "Oh, that's so cool. I like a punctual guy, right?" She tried to go back with him or whatever. He said they there trying to pull out his old bus tickets and everything that he
3: got from the government. Yo, right?
1: Yeah, Scott was riding around, riding around in that red Tercel, thinking he was the the dude in the red Hyundai from Boys in the Hood.
2: <laughs> Playing that burning <bird> hand.
0: <laughs>
2: I mean, we had one thing in common. We could both drive stick.
0: Scott had a secondary ride, too. It was called someone <laughs> dropping him off, all right?
2: <laughs> no, we could both drive stick. That was our thing in common.
0: Scott, did, uh, did I'd have been, like, high
1: five
2: him. Scott,
0: TLC has some <laughs> lyrics about you, man. Hanging out the passenger side of his best friend.
1: <laughs> I know one thing you guys didn't no, no, have no, in no common. No, no.
2: I just... Yeah. I just creeped, creeped.
1: But, I know one thing did, you guys gonna no. have in common was the hair. Scott damn sure wasn't rocking the jerry curl.
0: No, he did. You saw that picture. Oh uh, yeah, that must have been a hit on the bus. <laughs> it was more like sunning Scott going to the grocery store to get his bus pass sitting there they go, Oh, that's a nice young man. <laughs> <laughs> Orange is dripping down. He's, his old church discount. <laughs>
1: he's singing the Soul Glow song as he's on the back of the bus.
0: Yeah. Scott, what was your favorite bus ride bus route back in Dayton, Ohio, man? Six uh six seven five bus See, that's how I know that was your car. <laughs> That old Dayton RTA, yo. All right. He was
1: sitting it alone. Was. None yeah. of the, none of the girls wanted to talk to him, so he was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna just sit yeah. over here by myself."
2: <laughs> no, dude. I was. I wanted was to go Scott to got, like.
0: She got dropped off to the prom on that bus. <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, like I was so much more interested in like I wanted to go to music stores. Like Dayton had some old cool like classical jazz like music stores we'd go to, and I'd like check out drums and do all these cool yeah, things. You made
0: that many damn stops.
2: Yeah, dude, yeah. all the time. And, or, and I would rollerblade, so I'd have my rollerblades on, get on the bus, get off, and rollerblade there. Look, you, and then you, i have my backpack blader. with my shoes on. Soft. Dude, it was cool, yeah. Soft,
0: yeah. Look, if you talk to Scott, most guys, <laughs> look, back in uh in high school, most guys would talk about, what do you call it, their whip? Like, most guys would talk about their dream whip, and they'd reference stuff back, like, uh, from back in the day or whatever, right? You talk to Scott's dream whip, you talk about the bus that Rosa Parks went and, uh, uh, and give her seat up on, yo. Just, all right, just, no. Nah. I
2: talk about... Uh, none of that, because I'm doing rollerblades. <laughs> <Like. Yeah.
0: laughs> Scott, Scott's next... Scott's second... I have like. blame a any of that, doing rollerblades. Scott's second best transportation thing was like a pair of pro you know, alright? just like I walked...
1: <laughs> Scott gave up rollerblading when he couldn't make T Max blades. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: And then to make I, things won't work. I won't
0: rollerblade!
2: I won't rollerblade as far as I can rollerblade until everyone can rollerblade
0: as far as I can rollerblade.
1: He tried to get on Team Puppins insuds and then he had to create his own <laughs> new team.
0: Scott doesn't know what that is, he's too old.
1: <laughs> Alright, so obviously we know Scott had terrible auditions for rollerblading teams on the movie Brink. Uh, <laughs> But I want
0: <laughs> to. You take that bus pass there. Of course the Audition ain't going well.
1: I want to bring up the famous <laughs> auditions for the show, and I think for me the main one that stood out. This is Wiggins' favorite character, Steve Van Zandt, who played Silvio. <laughs> he what? actually, he actually <laughs> auditioned for the role of Tony Soprano, he and thank God it. they didn't give it to him because yeah, <laughs> yeah that would have just been terrible. But apparently apparently David Chase liked his audition so much and like the whole issue was like they wanted someone with more acting experience and so they wouldn't give him the lead role. Good. But instead they wrote in another part that didn't exist originally in the script and gave it to him and that's how the character of Silvio Dante was created. So
0: Dante's a trash name.
1: Like if he would have
2: played the lead character, it would have been like um literally like uh like a puppet playing the character <laughs> like, <laughs> like 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 he was he had 3 lines a, an episode and gave like a look and it was perfect could you imagine him being the lead every scene <laughs> it's a fucking puppet
0: <laughs> so uh i added this <laughs> I'm so glad this didn't happen. Ray Liotta was willing and going to sign on to play Tony if there was no more than a two year commitment.
3: They passed.
0: And thank God, because Ray Liotta sucks.
1: Yeah. Uh, Ray Liotta
0: does not suck. Yeah. Oh, once again, Scott, like in some obscure, like three year relevant. Karen! Yeah. Like, check check this out. All right. Uh, Here's the issue with Ray Liotta. All right. He looks like a douche. All right. I don't like to say that word just because I think it's corny, right? But it's fitting. Not
2: right. Ray Liotta in 1999. You're thinking about Ray Liotta now.
0: I mean, what was he good in in 1999? Muppets from good Space? Goodfellas! No, Muppets from Space in 1999. That movie, The Goodfellas, came out 10 years before that, man. I know. I get that he was in Field of Dreams and Goodfellas or whatever. Those Correct. are the two things he's ever done in his life. Other than that, it's Muppets no. in Space. And Hannibal. 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 Yeah, all these movies that Scott like, John Q. All right, like that on. was a good movie. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, how
2: is he wrong? Come on, prove him wrong.
0: All right, I mean, Wild Hogs. Like these are Scott yeah. type movies, so I understand why you would like really old. Right? yeah, no, I
2: liked Wild Hogs too. Yeah, who would who would have won in a fight if they all fought together.
0: Yeah, none of them. Yeah. If they all died, we won. All right? Look, Ray was, was trash. Like, the fact that he wasn't in is the best thing that ever happened, right? Like, no one needs some fucking shit, fucking trashy pretty boy. Like, not even that pretty either, right? Like, a fucking knockoff pretty boy or whatever. Like, I'm sorry. That guy peaked with Goodfellas, and then he didn't do, do anything good until maybe observing a report, which was a shit movie. So um, we have been saved from so many things with his ass not being in it, right? So thank God that they decided that they needed more than a two-year commitment. It was kind of like
2: that? a way less handsome Kevin Costner.
0: Far less handsome Kevin Costner.
1: <laughs> yeah. It just would have been too like, it would have been like Goodfellas Part Two. Yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: you know I mean, because like they already his wife from Goodfellas. Yeah, like they had Lorraine Bracco already in there playing the psychiatrist. Like, then you see Ray Liotta playing Tony Soprano, the mobster, and so it's like. The husband and wife relationship from Goodfellas now being portrayed as psychiatrist uh, patient, uh, patient and doctor relationship in another yeah. mobster series like it. It just would have been. It would have been terrible.
0: Yeah, I agree. They might as well put damn Whoopi Goldberg from Karina Karina in it too. All right, Which is trash. is another Scott movie?
1: Scott, love that. Alright, so moving away from awful characters that could have been, uh, were there any characters that you guys spotted with? Hey! Hey! Hey, what was that?
0: Yup, you damn right. Lady Gaga, on an early appearance, gets AJ in trouble. Alright, now, some of you might be asking who Lady Gaga is. That's because some of you. I don't think think anyone's asking that. No, we have some stupid listeners.
1: (laughs) Hey, man, don't disrespect the hive. (laughs)
2: oh dude please do we'll get way more followers uh, uh, what's up (laughs) please 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 offend the hive we'll get way more followers
1: Uh, uh, i think
0: when uh, aj tries to get into the high school or whatever right so they can go what's that that song that you like scott night swimming it's just like years ago Um,
2: sounds like a song i'd like
0: uh by rem yeah yeah. Uh, what do you call it? Yeah, Lady Gaga's in there. She's one of the people that's trying to get him in trouble. Alright, so shout out to her. Yeah.
2: That was shout a good out one. to her for getting him I in trouble. One more.
0: Lynn, Man, Lynn Manuel Miranda was in the final season as a bellman talking to Polly Walnuts. Yeah.
1: Which I had a problem with, by the way. Why they gotta get the Latino to play the bellman at the Bro. hotel?
0: You named a Latino as your uh, stone-cold appearance. Or whatever. So I thought he was Italian.
1: Nah, I'm playing. I'm playing.
0: Didn't you? Yeah, you did.
1: See? <laughs> <laughs> i fucking I around.
0: mean,
2: you're right. He could never have been Latino. They didn't deserve this job.
1: <laughs> nah, I mean, shout out to Lin-Manuel. Like, yeah. Obviously, we know and love him for the accomplishments that he's completed. Speak
0: for yourself about loving
1: him. No, I what, love him. You don't like him?
0: Not, I mean, it's not that I don't
1: like him. I don't love him. I'll tell you that. He's just there. Right, I was speaking for myself then. Yeah, right. No, no, no. Hamilton, no, love... The Heights. I thought those were dope projects. No, you
2: Dominican. I you. This is, uh, I don't want to I don't want to go that far with it. This is like a um, uh, uh, Tom Brady debate. Or, like, it's not that big. You're right, yeah. Like, I like him as an artist. Definitely. Like, what he does Mm -hmm. artistically is incredible. Like, the fact that he could write something so brilliantly because he could never cut it ever to sing, actually, in anything ever on Broadway because he's a horrible singer. Mm -hmm. But the fact that he could, like, write something so great that he could be the star who
0: i of just not good. How you know, many uh, odd jabronis saw Hamilton in its original run?
1: Absolutely. I don't think anybody, bro, because that shit was sold out everywhere. I tried to go on, like, no, multiple occasions.
0: No, true. Disney... Disney Plus, dude. No, went to it. No,
2: went to it. Not He's talking this, about no. the original Oh, never run. never on Broadway. No. <laughs> and
0: that's the part This is the part that you I'm talking it about. Count, that. You don't count as seeing Hamilton if you didn't see the original run. I know. Scott I didn't
1: know, know about Hamilton until he heard his uh, his friends talking about it.
0: False.
2: You guys, <laughs> yeah, Scott so I fun, know fun, more, like. more about musicals than you all will ever forget. Yeah. <laughs>
0: well, yeah, first, if I, If I was all, on the bus and passed that many <laughs> yeah. theaters, I would damn sure know about musicals, yo.
2: No, false. I mean, what I said is true.
1: Scott, your experience with Disney on Ice does not count.
2: No, we are talking. I mean, dude. First of all, I'm again ten, yeah, boy, seven years older than you all.
1: Third of oh, now all, you're seven years older. Early teens. <laughs> By the end of the yeah. episode, he's gonna be like, I'm like two years older than you guys.
2: Yeah, I'm so talking cool. about reading books. That much. <laughs> not kidding. It's literally more years than that, whatever it is. But I'm saying no, my point is it's it's um these are universal truths, like the performances of the show. I lost you guys. Alright, uh how for how hey how, was that? let me what get you how...
3: let
1: me get mine in real quick and yeah. then we'll move on. So uh i spotted mike epps uh oh, nice. season one episode two he played jerome who was a uh, the gay car thief who stole aj's that's teacher's racist. car
3: that's racist
0: why was he gay
1: that's what he played
0: well they had they didn't want people to think that they were only racist so they're like hey, let's add some other stuff
2: i don't remember that part of it like they made him gay like he made out with the dude
1: Like, do you remember that episode? So AJ's teacher comes into class and he's like, my car got stolen. And then AJ goes and he asks uh, Uncle Big Puss if he can, like, basically track it down.
2: Oh, he finds out that he's gay. Sorry. Yes, yes,
1: yes, 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 yes. Man, y'all trying to
3: get me in trouble. What? What you I, <laughs> I did shit the whole damn time. Scott
1: trying to get me in trouble.
2: So, what I love about that entire season is the whole, like, uh, are we allowed to say the word if it's in Italian on this show? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, what, what, I don't know what you would say then. Uh, the balloon. The whole balloon. Or I don't know. what. No, we're just I mean, it means it. something. That's my point. Whatever the word is, you know what it means in the context of the things that the word shouldn't matter. But, uh, Whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, Don't there's one yourself. word I'm not gonna use, but I would use this word. Is my point <laughs> <Don't get
0: laughs> to describe Mike Epps and me? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't use the Italian version of that word. Yeah, you sound like Don't you get
1: yourself version. canceled now. Yeah,
3: you.
0: Yeah, you and Bud are gonna get us canceled. Yeah, this, you're already
1: you're on. <laughs>
2: you're well, that word nice. was th- the word I was thinking was three syllables, not two.
0: <laughs> right, Scott. Who did you who was
1: that? Nah, Scott's on thin ice, bro. He, he's, he's gonna get his ass whooped. Damn, no, yeah. Wait, he doesn't want that smoke. Oh, yeah. He doesn't want that smoke. But I can tell you who does.
0: Tony Supremo. Hold on. Let's see if we got this. My, uh, Scott, I know it's very lofty to think that you're gonna hit this, but help me out here, right? Okay. Yeah. Standing there. Mentally exhausted Just pissed at you Chances are my hate is Nothing mm-hmm. new
3: This is called Directed
2: by life. If you're mad as you I'm You will still show be show I want that Time spoiler. after time <laughs> If you are, and I will, and I will be there,
0: time after
2: time. That's what you're singing? Yes.
0: <laughs> what the fuck? I love that this has been a topic for a while, by the way. Uh, but, okay, Mike, go for it, please. Scott fucked everything up.
2: Now, my, singing, my singing wasn't great
0: or anything, but still.
2: It was definitely not.
0: Scott. is amazing. No, Scott, you sound like Steve Martin from that movie where he moves in with that black family. Yeah, Scott,
2: bringing he's it back a, to the 80s. And
1: he's in a movie. All
0: right, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead Mike. <laughs> Mike, I noticed your ass didn't sing either. I
1: ain't trying to sing, bro.
0: You, I thought you said you was Rafi Pagan, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I never said that, but good call out. Uh, for me, so for all the smoke, I'm going to say the scene where Tony uh, in season one the end of season moment Tony basically fought off the carjackers oh yes when uh Uncle Mm. June set him up like that that scene right there was insane like and not just insane as far as like the fight scene itself but just like the production of it because you see him as he's like walking to his car and the Sopranos obviously is known for having like a great soundtrack and so the music is playing and you're like all right cool and then suddenly the music stops And then the fight scene kicks in and so like the production levels you're following along with the music and then following along with him on his journey to his vehicle like you're unsuspecting and then for the music to stop it almost makes you feel like you're kind of like in that situation yourself like you're following along with him yeah and then just the music cuts off and then boom now the explosion of the fight scene breaks out and it's not just like a typical fight scene like this is a fight scene where you almost feel like you're in it like the adrenaline kicks in and you're yeah. witnessing this man, like, basically fighting for his life, you know, yeah. and the struggle and everything. It, it,
0: insane. Okay, look, I got a, I got a surprise one for you. All right.
1: You can't beat mine.
0: Okay, I got a surprise one for you though. All right, let's go. We're gonna go to a place, right? Where Scott's card gets rejected. The Nuovo Vesuvio.
2: Never. I've never been rejected anywhere all right, in my life. So Artie, all.
0: <laughs> right? So y'all remember Artie? His uh, his play. I think Amex says that they're he's under a blacklist, right? Because they got a bunch of stuff going on,
1: right? Yeah, so, they're running the uh, credit card schemes, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, right. So they go. He goes with your boy Benny, right? So you know, Artie comes. He want. you want. He wants to lay hands, right? He gets in. He comes over to the compound, right, at night and everything like that. He tries to go full Emmett Till on him, right? So. You said he's put some hands right then. Benny comes out of nowhere using the look. You don't fight a chef, man. They're using the hands all the time, right? Lays him out, all right? All right, so uh, what do you call it? Well anyway, sorry, not no, sorry, Benny loses. Sorry, my bad on that, right? Anyways, Benny ends up unconscious, right? Artie, it's the first time you ever took one to fight in his life, all right? Just imp- impresses the other one. I was gonna go with as well is uh, that boy, what do you call it? Uh, who's a dude who uh, what do you call it? Uh, when he killed, who killed his girlfriend or whatever? Uh, your boy Ralph, all right. When uh, he tries to, like him and what do you call it? Uh, he uh, he gets into it or whatever with the uh, dude, with the bouncer at the bottom being right. And then, anyways, uh, Tony co- Tony comes at him or whatever after at the horses uh, after the horse stable burns with the what's his horse name? Pile Pie or whatever. So Tony goes squabbles with him, lays him out. Rob wanted that smoke, but he didn't get it. Or he got the
3: smoke, actually.
1: But he, yeah. He got the smoke that he deserved, bro. Like, yeah, you damn right, yeah. The way that, I mean, I'm I'm obviously not a fan of you know animal cruelty and like for him to take out his oh, frustrations so and his, you know revenge. use the horse as a revenge tactic on Tony was fucked up. Yeah.
0: Very, very. I don't know. Uh, Godfather like, which you love.
3: Yeah,
1: but that scene's a little bit different. Like the Godfather, it was like the godfather
2: it's derivative the though. yeah it's it, derivative. it was
1: it was more of like a symbolic gesture you know okay all
3: right. so different if you burn the stable down
0: the horse actually accidentally gets burned versus if you cut the horse's head off and put it in bed I that wasn't be accidental bro <laughs>
3: that was
1: fully the the godfather
2: the godfather stuff was also just like very no, no no very like meaningful like they always made references to it all over like all of the episodes it was like remember when uh chris killed his first victim And he goes, uh, Lucas Brazzi sleeps with the fishes. He's like, Luca Brazzi. It's Luca. Luca.
0: (laughs) All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like,
2: the very first episode when he makes his bones. And, like, I love how there's this, like, uh, generational disconnect, like, gabagool and uh, the the, his Words don't even exist in Italian. It's Mm just, like, this really Jersey weird thing.
1: Leave it to uh, the ambassador-based relations to tell us that these words actually don't exist.
2: No, they're white words that don't exist anywhere else. Like for real, for real. Uh,
0: yeah. So, uh, Scott, who do you got for uh, what do you call some it? some
2: of them? Not all of them. I'm not saying like every word. Like when they're like, "Oh, hey, how are you?" That's not like a word that doesn't exist anywhere. I'm saying like these weird like rules about like gabagool. That's not a word anywhere else except for New Jersey.
0: So Scott, who do you got for uh, what do you call it? For uh, who wants that smoke?
2: Oh, Polly wants that smoke.
0: Okay, what instance?
2: Um, <laughs> it was so it's really weird because it's one of my favorite parts of the whole. Show, is like that weird thing where Tony was kind of like wanting to elevate himself, mm-hmm. and then he saw Polly, and Polly was like watching old episodes of like Bewitched or something. Okay, and it was like a mom version of his, it. Was like having a little brother. Polly's fighting, like, by the way. Well,
0: that's what I mean.
2: It was just like his little brother. It's like this okay. fucking guy. Doesn't the like,
0: Russian do kick his ass too?
2: Yeah, dude, but like he, he always him. ends up. No, he
1: survives. Dude, well, I know. But... but that dude, we never really found out what happened to him. Cause was like
0: his name Val, Valerie
1: or whatever. Yeah, cause I mean they took him out Mike to bury Lowry? him out, and they took him out to bury him <laughs> out in the forest. And yeah. then the dude was still alive. And then he gets away. They shoot him, and then somehow he gets up into the trees and. The yeah. storyline kind of goes more into how, like, now they're stranded out there with the snow and, like, we never really found out what happened to dude, you
0: know? Yo! I remember, yeah, that was in the, uh, that, that's when they, they take him to the Pine Barrens, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and I bet he yeah. came
1: out on top.
0: But, well, yeah, remember, because they, uh, because, like, yeah, because he, he kicks their ass, right? And then he just basically, he just disappears or whatever. So, yeah, he's, uh, and then later on, they are talking about how he's in, like, uh, he was, like, in the Russian Special Forces or whatever. And that they said that he took out those six, like 15 rebels or whatever, solo.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, Valerie wants that smoke, bro. Scott, can you kicked Valerie's ass. Is this Sopranos? Is this a Sopranos? Yeah. You didn't watch this episode? You don't remember yeah. Valerie?
2: I mean, there was a lot of stories of a lot of medals. Uh, well,
0: no, yeah, yeah. He, uh, yeah, but they talked about how he took all of them right there. He would have whooped Tony's ass. Y'all look, man. I'll tell you. <laughs> Also, your boy uh Bobby uh what's it Bobby Backyard, uh what's his name?
2: Oh Bobby Bacchanal. Yeah,
0: yeah. He he uh he whooped Tony's ass too. He did? Yeah.
2: He was the only one really that kinda did.
0: Yeah, yeah. Solid. All right.
2: The whole time.
0: Yeah.
2: Only one who actually did it. And he did it for good and it was like such a lesson that Tony learned in himself that he had to also resist not to hurt him that he did it.
1: Mhm. You know? Deep.
0: Meadow Soprano's fine as hell.
1: <laughs> that's going to be uh, Chris's quote of the day.
0: Okay. Poll.
2: Who's hotter, Carmella or Meadow?
0: Meadow,
3: <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you, man? We got
2: Come
0: a dumbass. Nope. Scott, Scott, that's the equivalent. What career would you rather have, Vince Carter or Tim Duncan? Y'all know that Scott did that as a poll one time? No Are surprised that people chose Tim Duncan's career?
2: Nope. Nope.
0: Yes, you did that. Maybe was, no, maybe no, no! Me.
2: Because you're you're literally judging it by like the maybe two, three seasons that you're allowed to think that Meadow is cute. I'm judging it by the entire episode yeah, that Carmella—no, yeah. w- that Carmela was hot the whole time.
0: So she was hot in
2: one episode. No, she was hot the whole time, Carmella. So in
0: every season. No, nah, yeah, Meadow. Listen, I'll put it this way. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Listen. Edie Falco had to play Hillary Clinton in, a, in the impeachment show, right? Wait, why Lynch- are you bringing up other stuff?
1: That's, that's why Chris doesn't like her.
0: Yeah. Well, no, no. Okay, look. Simple as this. If Jamie Lynn Sickler, right, they're going to have her playing, like, look, the only, the worst-looking like the worst looking person she would ever have to play is maybe Lauren Boebert if they did a documentary, all right? I'm sorry. Metal Soprano is fine as a motherfucker. Like, I'm just – yeah, it is – yeah, look. She got Turtle – I mean, just look at her. All right. Like, God. Yes, uh, jumped off <laughs> the damn plant. And, woo. She, she is able to survive a shit career post The Sopranos. All right. Just on looks. Edie Falco would not be able to get away with all the moms. Yo, all right. She went on to nurse Jackie. Yeah, and I'm won, like, saying. Four gold because she. Said, because she like... But yeah, that show was successful. I'm saying. Uh, Jamie Lynn Sigler is able to be in bomb projects that bomb and still keep a career. Edie Falco has to hit every single one in order to still <laughs> yes. be talked about, all right? You can't be average, all right? She's amazing. Well, okay, but that don't mean she hot. <laughs> that
2: exactly means she's hot.
0: That does not mean she's hot,
2: all right?
0: 100%. Like, Avengers, End Game. Avengers Endgame was great. <laughs> that don't mean Tilda Swinton's hot. Yeah, it does. I mean she wasn't
2: star by any means. Edie Falco was the star in all of these shows.
0: All right, I'm just, look. <laughs> this, yeah. Mike, you haven't answered. I know you're gonna choose what's her name.
1: Nah, absolutely I'm I'm <laughs> I'm gonna to go with, yeah, I'm gonna go with Meadow Soprano, bro, of course.
0: Yeah, Scott I don't know what's going on. I already
1: said I didn't I already said oh. I didn't like Carmella as a character. Oh okay,
0: alright. I thought maybe you still like Edie Falco. But... <laughs>
1: No, nah, I mean, Edie Falco, you know, as an actress, you know, she's cool. I have no beef with her. I just didn't like Carmella the character. How yeah. dare you.
0: So, Scott, you better go watch Avatar she is 2 a immediately. Saint. Your girl Edie Falco is in that.
2: Oh, is she the new Sigourney Weaver now? Uh,
0: I think Sigourney Weaver's still in it.
2: <laughs> oh. But yeah, meta- no, I mean, just like in life.
1: Uh, Chris was jealous of... <laughs> Chris was jealous of Jackie April Jr. for uh, dating Meadow Soprano yeah, for that whole course. season.
0: Yeah, of course. That guy's,
2: yeah. How? Did, wait, did you not like Carmela the character as she was acted, no, or did you not like her? And yeah, in the she way did a great of, acting like,
1: job. I just think her character in the storyline—like, I don't know—I just wasn't vibing with her. She
2: Carmela was Circe before Cersei was Circe.
0: Hey Scott, I got a question. Could uh, Jackie April <laughs> Jr. as a linebacker? Could he cover you?
2: No way. Okay.
1: That's a lie. <laughs> no. <Nope.
2: laughs> Dude, Dude he, would, Chris. He,
1: he would blanket you. Okay. He put you on an island. I'm
2: very Chris. You know this. I'm I'm actually about sports. Like I'm pretty humble. Dude, That's like honestly, in that league, no. I swear. Like I was thinking about this. I wouldn't say you as humble. I mean, you're good.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't say you're humble. About I'm a humble lot of things, about most things.
2: Not while I'm on the field, not at all. I play it very aggressively. Or aggressive. after, You're right. or
0: before, or reminiscing.
2: No, like, I've never, on, like, talked about whatever. I'm saying I've acknowledged that I've done things. Literally in that whole season, uh, the quarterback threw probably 24 passes to me. I think. In the entire season. Do you know how many of them I caught?
1: Two. God, keep Tw- yeah. 22, dude. Man, you ain't no Cooper Cup, bro. Stop.
2: I swear to God I was Cooper
1: Cup. Get before. out of Cooper here. Cup was I, Cooper I was
2: Ricky Prohl. You called me Ricky Prohl and I told Stokely. you I'm fucking Cooper
0: Cup before. He wasn't Cooper around back Cup. then, so you didn't say that, all right? Well, I know, but he, no, you're I inspired Brandon, him. You were Brandon, Brandon Stokely.
1: Listen, Scott. I
2: was limited by the white receivers I was judged by. Scott, is full, Scott
1: is full of it. <laughs> And I'm not hating on him.
0: Scott can play.
2: I, I, I got mean. some hands on me, dude. You yeah. got to admit that. Yeah, I've already like, said
0: it. I've said it multiple times. I just asked, could uh, yeah. could, uh Jackie April Jr. cover you because he's a linebacker? Could not. Right. It sounds would like you be insulted if he covered you? Not at all. No, if he was assigned to cover you, wouldn't be insulted at a linebacker? Never. Oh, I wouldn't. No.
1: It sounds like Chris is hating on Jackie April Jr. I'm asking you this, bro. Sense of we're already leading. No, into he's it.
2: got an assignment. I got an assignment. I'm never insulted by him. Oh, oh, oh. I, yeah. I I you feel more confident line, if I could beat it or not. You Put a you
0: linebacker know? on me. I'm blue.
1: Chris Chris is mad at Jackie Appeal, Jr. Who do you wish nothing? Do you wish him nothing but the worst?
0: Absolutely. He got that damn metal soprano, man. All right, <laughs> you want if you want a high school football player? What's wrong with Chris Wiggins, baby? All right keep it a buck, all right. Listen, my dad would whoop the hell out of uh, Tony Soprano's ass on the real, all right. Like, just whatever he was doing in New Jersey, he I don't mean, compare to with Tim. Like,
2: dude, Tempestan. Tony was he was a big oaf, dude. He was like Shrek before Shrek was Shrek. <laughs> yeah, all right yeah, <laughs> right.
0: yeah. My dad, my dad was basically like Wilk. My dad was basically like if Wilk Chamberlain decided to become Nino Brown, yo, all right, just straight. I up. mean,
2: Shrek is pretty fucking strong, dude. He is. Like, he like, like I'd match Shrek up with anybody on earth. <laughs>
1: Power. Power. Who are you wishing? Who are you wishing the worst to? Um. Uh,
2: no, honestly, I wish the worst to Tony's mother. Damn. Really? Oh shit. Yes. Yeah. I mean, again, going all the way back to the very first episode, he's talking to the therapist and he goes, "My mother, uh, couldn't please her. Blah blah blah. Whatever. Right." He goes. My father. He was a strong man. He ran a whole gang. He had so imagine being bigger even than Tony, having all these people under you, being this big boss. And he's like the end. She wore him to a nub. Damn. He was a flattering man. Yeah, just like God. Because a woman, anybody, a partner, uh, a toxic friend, so <laughs> you whatever. Tried to save yourself There's, right there, bro. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not I'm saying in this instance it was his mom and so all of his entire like Anglican Catholic Latin thinking of this whole like worldview was wrapped up in this um, very classical way by David Chase like it's the same as like Western literature with Shakespearean stuff and uh, tragedies and comedies and all this stuff. So I think, I, I think about the show as, like, there's two ways of thinking about it as we're going into the end of the episode, right? Because we're going to that part.
1: Oh, here we go. It's full circle.
2: Yeah. So the end of the last episode, I think you – the ending means two things. But it means uh, – I think it means – I've heard a ton of theories about this. I think this is the only time I've heard this theory. And if I ripped it off from someone, I was high and I don't remember. I don't know. But I think I made this up. So I think there's one meaning and two things that could happen. So the meaning of the episode is the very first episode. People don't remember this. It fades from black immediately to Tony in the waiting room of his first uh, visit. And he's looking at the brass statue of a woman who's naked with her breasts and has her face like looking at him. Mm -hmm. And so it's immediate to him in that moment that um, he he has a problem with women. Can't understand them. And so, right. Like, it, well, it is, again, following that worldview. And I think um, that's what, leading into the end of it. So his, his whole Sopranos itself, right? If you look at the title, it's a double meaning, right? We all know this. It's Sopranos, his family, and the Sopranos, the crime family, right? Mm-hmm. And so the, the whole series is this, like, intermingling of these two things i look at it as a comedy so he starts comedy has a u-shaped plot so it starts in prosperity and then uh, character realization dives down into disparity everything's wrong everything's wrong and then it ends up happy again and so if you follow that in a linear line it looks like a smiley face the tragic like Greek tragedy, Shakespearean tragedy, all of that follows a plot of uh, first character ID, second character ID, third character ID. Something happens, descends, and then ends in despair. Mm-hmm. So, this show does both of those things. It's like a duality. Like Tony's like a great guy, and he's improving his life, and he's doing great things with his dad, and things are, uh, or, or as a dad, sorry, and uh, his kids are improving, his life is improving, his what, and his relationship with Carmel is improving. And then things happen, and that's oh, a backtrack. And then at the end, I think he truly finds his family. Like they're all in a good shape. He. His therapy essentially is cured. But the brilliance of David Chase is that it also could definitely be the guy who goes to the bathroom behind him, comes out and shoots him, the whole place is bombed, the whole family dies. It's not Carmela, it's someone with a gun holding her up. There's a million possibilities, right? But I think it's really just two possibilities. Either you think he lives or he dies.
1: So all Did this I? to say, uh, you wish feel it
2: was... the mom nothing but the worst. Yeah, oh yeah, I thought we went to the end. <laughs>
1: <laughs> good lord. <laughs> all right, listen, I'm not going to go into like a long spiel. I'm gonna just straight up saying, I wish... Wiggins wished Jack April Jr. the worst. I wish Richie April the worst.
0: Yeah, fuck him. He gave
1: yeah. me that He was a perfect villain. Because, like, he was just the definition of a gangster and a bully. Like, the way he beat the shit out of uh, the pizza store owner and he ran him over and, like, basically, like, turned him into a cripple. Um, That was downright ruthless. I thought that was racial crime, actually. Like, his level of violence was intimidating. We knew from the beginning, like, his friendly approaches to Tony, the way he was trying to be cool with him and he gave him that jacket. Like, there's something about him he couldn't be trusted. Did you
2: just ignore the 3% rise in Italian-American crime during that time zone?
1: The what? So, we all knew there was a motive behind him. (laughs) Like, we knew there was a motive to his plot to try to get to the top of the family. And obviously, like, when the conflicts, you know, came about, I wasn't really upset to see him die. I was just surprised at whose hands he ended up losing his life to. Like, I think we were all shocked that Janice would be the one to pull the trigger. Mm -hmm. But none of us can agree, right? Like, we can agree? Like, Wiggins, even Bauer? I agree. To say that, yeah. Nobody was upset about it, so...
2: I think she just, like, uh, flushed the toilet, you know?
1: Yeah. So, wrapping this thing up, I wanted to end it on a Bauer conspiracy, but I feel like we already went yeah, on a yeah, we Bauer black have. hole. Why
0: don't we end it on a Wiggins conspiracy? There we right? go.
1: That's what I was gonna say. We're gonna we're gonna switch it up a little bit today.
0: Now look, everyone, you've heard some great musings by me, and you're welcome. Alright?
2: He's good playing Kipling.
0: Now uh all my life <laughs> when I've looked at women I thought about someone who was interested in being a pediatrician wants to, you know, Italian girls that go to Columbia, they're huge fans of me, all right, I like girls that want to go to the legal profession, all right, I am all about, all right, people that are resentful of their lineage, you know, uh, not liking scrubs like a little tan and bomb, all right, you know, but I gotta say this, <clears throat> if a lady is gonna get with a brother, or whatever all right and somebody who has a, a black mom metal you need to be coming to Chris Wiggins all right this show is a situation where people are trying to make it so that women like metal soprano and anything else that Jamie Lynn Sigler plays in um that they don't get with guys like studs pretty much like black JFK's <coughs> like reincarnations of Michael B Jordan you know, like, everything Scott had a poster <laughs> of on his wall, like, up until, like, two years ago, right?
2: Were you Spider-Man nine different him. years in a
3: row? All right.
0: <laughs> it's to explore the deepness of interracial relationships where the black dude in his actual stud. Like, let's be honest. Were y'all Noah Tannenbaum fans?
1: Nah, but I feel like this is turning into a shoot-your-shot type moment. Like... Say that again. I says it's, it's turning into a shoot your shot type moment, like you're trying to shoot your shot at a uh, at Meadow. So
0: Jamie Lynn Sigler, uh, I will be messaging you on the Instagram, all right. And I wanna I wanna be known as long as that like, you still resemble the way that you look, like most of the two thousands, particularly around the entourage age, even if I get married, I will still shoot my shot, Jamie Lynn Sigler. So I think that this world has done a lot to let us know that Italian ladies they're fire as a motherfucker, and New Jersey girls are fire as hell. So um, anything that's come out that has not tried to highlight that is an absolute ridiculous notion, all right? And in some parallel universe, there's a show where uh, Metal Soprano. All right.
2: Well, the the harsh, the harsh reality. Well, I haven't
0: seen the show for some reason, right? The harsh reality is that. Michael B. Jordan's character on Friday. No, Friday. the
2: harsh can, reality is, is bad. that back then. The
0: volume is out. The harsh reality
2: is that back then, like, she would have got with a guy like me. Hey, uh, your volume... <laughs> oh no, okay. Now, your, what happened?
0: What, what happened? Bauer. What did he say?
1: Bauer said that uh, the harsh reality is that she'd actually choose to be with a guy like him.
3: That's true. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. That's all I have. <laughs>
1: All right, well, listen, we're going to end it on that note. I want to thank everybody for showing up and showing love today. I think everyone can say that for once we all agreed on the same thing. That Sopranos is hands down the best show.
2: Best fucking show. Best show ever.
1: Don't get used to it. Because as as you know, with Bauer, it's hard to agree on things. And so this might be the only time in history that we ever agree on something. So, yeah. want to definitely thank you guys and i want to give a snippet for next week because uh we're going to be we're going to be bringing on uh, another friend someone who's just as problematic but
0: a little that's little more refined
1: a little more refined yeah better hair <laughs> more I hair you.
0: <laughs> you know m- musically inclined
2: I mean, he sounds just like me, but like nine years ago.
0: Just as bad of a drinking <laughs> problem. Still younger than Scott, by the way. Um,
1: yeah, so we're going to introduce you to our new homeboy. Uh, but for next week, we'll be, uh, we'll he be switching... He
0: has like two more
2: black friends than me, maybe.
1: <laughs> we'll be switching it up next
0: week. He has the same amount, just me.
1: <laughs> we're going to be switching it up next week. We're going to be traveling presidential style. So we take a trip across the country on board the Air Force One. So t- stay tuned for a sneak peek. Uh, Wiggins going to drop it in. And remember, don't forget to show love to us. Also show love to the Weekly Shift. And uh, you can even show we love to... We only
2: have one rule on here, though, really, right?
1: Uh, bombard your Twitter.
2: No, well, yeah, that. But E-L-E. Okay. Everyone it's love everyone. Okay. Everyone love everyone.
1: Let's go.
0: What, Bingers? Deassemble.
1: We out.